40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and I am in the studio with absolutely nobody except for me at MTI. What up? Rocking it this week. Um, I've been gone for two weeks, which just feels super long for me. I think it's the longest I've ever done. Never did two weeks. Usually miss a week once in a while here and there. But two solid weeks, but I've been on the road doing all sorts of crazy shit, going to just trade show after trade show, it seems like, and uh, crowning uh, Jason Pinsky as the uh, mainstream king of cannabis, which uh, was a pretty fun event. Uh, I was going to try to get him on the phone to see if he can update us, but... He's too busy being the king right now, I guess. That's what fucking goes down. Um, what else? Is, I've got co- Coastal Seeds calling in any second now. They should have called. They, they should. Oh, they're late. Dude, come on, man. We, we run a tight ship here. This is this has never <laughs> happened. Bada <laughs> oh. <laughs> bing. Wow. All right. Yo. A stoner who's on time. Hey. It's amazing. What do you know? How you doing, my friend? Good. Is this Adam? This is Adam. This, this is this is. Uh, you remember meeting me at the uh, Emerald Cup? This is uh, Kaju with uh, Coastal Seeds. I did. I remember. I remember yeah. uh, walking over to your booth and making sure that we got to know each other for a second because I loved your uh, your Big Sir Holy that you had guys had put out. I was just like, wow, this is on point, you know. You, so you you, you 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 got to try some green stem there, didn't you? Didn't Graham give you some? No, I don't think I did actually. Then I don't think I did. Oh, you didn't try any? No. We're gonna. Yeah, I've been. I've been putting that off. I've been doing a lot of mostly on my old land race. So I'm getting older, man. I got to get this stuff out. I don't want to die and just have it sit in the vault. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And on top of that, you gotta. You know, we we, we got to reintroduce some some things into this into this gene pool because there's, you know, can't can't all just be OG and diesel. You know what I mean? It kind of gets to like, okay, guys, there is a whole. No, I know. There's a whole I, world out there, people. You know. Yeah, that's true, and and. Uh, before I got uh, introduced to these rare cuts, I, that's all I did was just uh, the old heirlooms, holy weed, uh, yeah. Big Sur Nigerian, a lot of the stuff that the old smugglers brought in, and um, those seeds were available at the time. We were growing those. I mean, it wasn't a big deal then, but sure. if we even had uh, half of some of those now, oh, my God, so, we'd so have some gene pool. So give me an idea. Give me give, give everybody an idea of, like, because, you know, when people say they're old in this industry, you never know where they are because sometimes people t- think they're old, and then you're like, Dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, well, like, but I know, I know you've definitely been well, around the block a few times. So I, I, I've been, I've been growing since '69. Uh, I'm 72. Wow, that's and, great. Um, so the year I was born, you know, it's the year I was born. There, the year I was, and I'm usually the guy telling people that because I'm saying like, oh, '93, and they're like, oh, dude, I was like six, <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> right. So, so, yeah. so back in the day, what were the challenges? I mean, obviously. Uh, because most people didn't even try to. Once they tried to grow, and they realized it's not as easy, especially because there were these equatorial crazy sativas and things like that. Did you have? Yeah, uh, I mean, did you have any success right out of the gate, or did you have to really like hone your, uh, your craft? Actually, I, actually, I did have uh, some success right out of the gate. I, I mean, 
I was in ag research, uh, well, later on in life, but I always had an organic gardening, um, you know, background and stuff. But nice. uh, anyway, um, we had, uh, at the time, I, I had acquired some, a lot of land-raised Mexicans. Um, some of those did good. Some of them hermied. Some of them did, did well. Um, most of them um, uh, matured later on. Was it a lot I of was wa- up in Bonnie Dune. A lot of Oahuacans? Or what, what, what kind of Mexicans are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Oaxacans, uh, some Zacatecas, uh, mm-hmm. some Nayarit. Right. Um, you know, things like that. Sure. Chiapas, we got a little bit of that. That was kind of nice. Yeah, and I then mean, um, in some of the Brotherhood hash, I found some seeds once and sprouted them. Wow. That's the shit, was, the shit would, was so strong, I couldn't even smoke it. Yeah, every so often you'd find a seed in the hash in Amsterdam, too, and it'd always be like, wow, that's, that's made it, that, that has to be grown, you know what I mean? At that point, you have to try yeah, to grow yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I just thought it was, it was so uh, cool to find a few of those seeds. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So it was actually, real, I, I, uh, was it real broadleaf? Was it proper real broadleaf indica, or was it uh, sort of yeah. a... It was. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was a broadleaf. It came out of the, uh, one of the elephant ear slabs from the Brotherhood. Huh. They had the elephant ear, the uh, lizard tongue, right? Uh, surfboards, and uh, I don't remember what else. Just patties, they called them. Sure. You could just bend them, you know, like a bracelet. They're soft. And, yeah, well, like our, our was, friends, uh, like our friends from uh, Colombia did that when they came to Amsterdam with their their entries. They just basically re- made a chain out of them and wore it around his neck on the plane. I was like, dude, you're nuts, dude. You're coming from Colombia with a oh hash God, with, that's crazy. With, with a hash necklace. You know what I, I mean? Like, he didn't give a fuck. He was just like, whatever, boom. No. Um, yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, you know, some people but, uh, just got, well, got part the, part of, the cha- uh, part of the rest of the challenge is that we were gorilla farmers underground, man. I mean, you get your ass in trouble, man. Sure. And um, I just lived in this place up in Bonnie Dune. It was fully secluded. It was the end of a road and um, my buddy uh, had the cabin up there, and he was never around. So um, uh, I got to stay up there and live up there. I lived up there for four years. What was the altitude at? And ah, um, uh, twenty some eighteen to twenty two, something like that. Okay, okay. Above the fog line. Nice. Yeah, it's a and, good um, to get a little up there. It, it was nice. It would get really warm. We'd have to haul the water up in fifty-five gallon drums. I didn't have any water up there. Well, that's that's not a good and, thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely a hamper. Yeah. Hamper's... Well, you're young. You can do it. I mean, I can't imagine doing it now. But I mean, yeah. some people still grow a farm. But it's it's uh, you know it's hard work. Oh yeah. And I'm, I was basically trial and error, talking to some friends that were growers. Some of them had more experience, and some had about like mine or less. And we just uh, shared information. At the time, we were using the old-style stuff like bone meal, blood meal, mm-hmm. all that old stuff, you know, and dig these huge holes and make our own soil. I had uh, real nice leaf mold up there that I mixed in. The soil was great, I mean, but the additives, I mean, I don't use those anymore, but that's that's what uh, we were doing then in those days. Yeah, so... Um, but uh, the plants, plants were good. They were big. Right. Um, I actually grew some tie stick uh, in uh, 1970 for some Buddha sticks that came over. I grew them out on, um, well, out here in uh, Santa Cruz, out, out in the country. It's an old dairy farm, and I planted them. Now, this just tells you about the weather, the way things are. These guys say, you know, whatever, the weather's changed or not or whatever. I planted those things, uh, I think, March or April, um, six, uh, six, and then two ended up being females, and I just, of course, got rid of the males. I didn't want them at the time. But those things grew gigantic they were 18 footers and they didn't finish till february and they finished it didn't even bother them i mean they're equatorial i mean i mean but now i can't you could never do that now i've tried growing tie 
here, and uh, uh, they just slow down basically to a crawl. Hmm. And do you, um, uh, you, you, but, you still have some of these things in uh, the vaults or what? Like the, some of those original? I don't have, the, I don't, I, I don't have that particular uh, strain of Thai, but I have some other from a, mm-hmm. a friend that lived on the Burmese-Thai border. That uh, It's lemon Thai that was available for a while. I don't know if it's... Uh, hmm. Actually, I got some from Bodhi, actually. Really? That's cool. Um, good, good. Yeah. Good story. Uh, right lemon Thai. He's a good guy. We don't live too far away. Right. Nice. Uh, it was a lemon Thai, a very slender leaf, smelled like um, Meyer lemon. Uh-huh. Um, even when it was immature, it's kind of wiry. It was still pretty, pretty nice. But they needed to go till February, and and without pr- protection, it's tough here when you start getting the heavy rains and sure. um, cold weather and stuff. But uh, I think if you were to work with those for three or four years and acclimate them, uh, get them to where they're not quite mature, but pollinate them, grow them again. Right. But I think within three or four years, you'd probably be able to start pulling those off. They'd they'd, they'd start maturing a little bit, and they'd get climatized to our our weather sure and, and the crazy but, part is when you grow any of these uh land races it's like you really have to go maybe two or three generations before like it, the first couple generations almost always disappoint me it's always like god really you know and it's like it's just because it's not they, they're not tuned in you know and then uh but if you can if you can actually go through the generations and kind of keep and and not lose lose interest because that's the problem a lot of times it's just you know there's not it's very rarely out of the gate where you get those uh, combos that are all there. It's a lot of times it's like one piece that you kind of yeah. hone in on it or something like that. And um, yeah, because I've had so many times where I, in my mind I remembered this the, the plant and then I grew it out and just kind of it's so hard because you know depends where you are depends what and it's, if you're going outdoors it's even more extremely hard because you're uh, you know you're you're limited by your latitude at this point you know. Yeah, and 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 you got to have patience because they're not going to be your quick flowering plants and then they start flowering and uh, they some of them lag back and then they commence again and yeah. some of the branches matured others don't mm-hmm. last year i uh, grew this uh, purple congolese that uh, i acquired and it i had to be on my toes i mean it's a thing i just couldn't read to begin with right and it kept going and it was really green and dark green smelled real smelled like grapes and uh you know basically just was using my um um, recycled composted soil, which I, that's what I usually do. And I, I don't really fertilize that much. I use, when I do use uh, some fertilizer, I'll, I'll do a pump here. It's a buddy of mine who owns uh, sensational solutions. Uh-huh. Um, I do, I do use his, it's a micronized fish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not real, it's not real strong anyway, but anyway, sure. So I would use a little bit of that and I think I just fertilized maybe twice. Right. And then all of a sudden, uh, the plant started getting, um, it got to about, uh, 10, 11 feet very slender leaf started off slightly slightly wider and then went into the slender leaf yeah and then it started turning um purple and then it got to the point in uh february it was like black sure it sure. was so purple and gorgeous that was, and that was now th- these buds that, that was tie you said that was a tie no, that's purple Congolese. Oh, Congolese. Yeah, I was going to say, because actually Nigerian blacks and things like that are usually the I mean, it's like, those are the places you can find those crazy black plants that are just like... Yeah, those are gorgeous. So the Nigerians and uh, uh, Angolas, I've, I've grown those too. Right. But this was uh, uh, not really a, a pristine, it was a pristine looking plant, but I mean, if you were to look at it cosmetically with the buds, they were very airy. Right. Nobody would really, I mean, unless you're a connoisseur of land race, you wouldn't probably wouldn't care much about it but gotcha but anyway uh now th- i'm doing that plant again 
and I'm, I'm doing an open pollination of some uh, land-raised Burmese um, that I'm going to cross that with this year. I'm doing a seed increase with my Burmese. I'm going to let go um, at the Emerald Cup. Um, I let some of that go a while back. I've had that for quite a while. It's a beautiful plant. It's uh, got a hell of a terpene profile. It doesn't get real big. Maybe gets six, seven feet, maybe. Right. And um, uh, it does get, uh, once in a while, you get those uh, leaves that are kind of, they turn kind of yellow, half yellow, like a deformation, but it's, it's part of the genetic uh, makeup of the plant. They don't sure. all do that. That it, that it pulls out of it after a while. Like a variegation or something or something. Yeah, kind of, kind of a yeah, kind of like a variegation. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I mean, that's and that's the funny part with a lot of these land races too is that you're really, I mean, you have to let them grow out, you know, in full, full potential. And some, like it's, I, I kind of compare it to hair sometimes. You know, like some people can grow their hair just super long, and you're like, how do you do that? And like other people, just their hair stops. Yeah. And it's like the plants have a pre. You know they have a they have a setup, but there's some some varieties that just keep going, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, like they're great. Well, for, this one would, which no, yeah, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say they're great for covering like a large area, but they're unruly and impossible if you're not really planning for it. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh my god! You yeah, proper jack of the beanstalk. I had some of Bodhi stuff like that yeah. too, where it was a uh, his dreadbread is like that, where it just keeps yeah, cheese keeps going. You know what I mean? He had a he had a uh, I think it was a. Uh, Cambodian plant. I think that's what it was. Cambodian or uh, I think that's what it was. Yeah, Laotian was or something. Last year or year before, I think. I went over there and uh, we were looking around, you know, visiting, catching up and stuff. We see each other every couple months and catch up. And I look over and I see this look like a sequoia, man. And one of the branches were, God, I don't know, five inches right. broken, laying on the ground with just part of the part of the uh uh outside of the plant left on there and the thing is still growing yeah and i said oh man we gotta pop that thing up he says oh man it's so big to just break it's, it's gonna keep growing yeah the thing was a brute right it was just the most it was a gorgeous plant sure I and mean, I, I think that one i think that one finished up uh january i think or something like that but yeah um i haven't grown that yet he gave me some seeds of it but it's just the survival to live on that thing. It's just hanging by a thread and the thing's still growing. Can you imagine? Right, right. I mean, well, that's the <laughs> most thing other is, plants, when you, when your branches break on some of these other, most of the strains, they die within a few days. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, it seems to be a, a kind of rampant in the OGs and stuff too, where they have real weak stems a lot of times. And just like the, you get those things where if you walk through your room, you're breaking branches off and it's like some plants just don't, they're too, they're too stiff, you know, and they just kind of break off and they have that like tendency to break off almost easier than, yeah, I've had, than you're trimming weed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you get, yeah, it goes. Yeah. Some, some are just basically weak. I mean, yeah. you try to get the ones that are, that the branches are sturdy enough, but I've had a, quite a few that I, I still have to stake them up, but uh, I think as time goes on, as I grow them out later on, they kind of firm up a little bit. You select them for that one aspect of it. Yeah, well, I think um, it's like when you're taking down a room or you're taking down a plant outdoors and it's like it becomes a hassle. Like sometimes you do more damage than good during the harvest because the plants just have no integrity. Sure. They have like, you know, you go to, yeah. it looks so good when you were looking at it and then you get in there, you cut one branch and now all of a sudden the thing's just like a floppy mess. And those, And at the end, when you start doing that enough, you're like, kind of like makes you really just once you have a plant that's really easy you're like why wouldn't i just grow that you know what i mean but it does suck because i think we're all as, yeah as breeders we have to have so much going on that we're you know you're kind of stuck at a certain point you're like okay well i have to have these because even if i know that they're not as uh 
productive as something else. And if people are just doing production, you know, they can just throw away whatever's not, not working at the moment. Well, some of the stuff, they may not be quite up to your expectation, but they're real rare and they're they're worth keeping to work with. Exactly. No, and um, it, it literally becomes like a hoarding situation though too, where you're just like can't help it, you know what I mean? You know. You're like you're like I can't get rid of that because I know it sucks as it is, but it makes great yeah. it makes great offspring, you know what I mean? Cuz there's a lot of plants like that where they they're kind of beat up themselves and they're they're tired, but you yeah. every, every time you make a cross off of them, they seem, you know, it doesn't really affect that at all. Seem to get perked up a little bit. Well, then, then I'm growing the, these um Go ahead. No, I was going to say that. Uh, I mean, the planets, like, um, for instance, like, uh, with with me, like, I have my, I had my sage now for about 21 years, and I keep, you know, keep one copy around, and it itself is kind of burned out. Like, it doesn't really want to produce like it used to, but when I make copies of it, it it's like it's, it's fine, you know what I mean? So it doesn't really seem yeah. to affect the plants as much in that sense for the next generation. Yeah, that part of that, uh, that that's, that's something to say about... Uh, that holy weed is one of the most vigorous plants, um, even to this day, that I've ever grown. That, that those the genetics uh, in the Big Sur holy weed are phenomenal. Right, and as far I, as I'm concerned, I oh, mean that's just my opinion. Oh, 100 percent. No, no, me too. And it's it's it's. Uh, I always tell everybody it's like the last. It's going to be the last plant in your room if you have like a, any kind of like pump failure or anything like that. You come in, everything else will look fucked and you look over and go oh what the hell is that oh it's sage and it was like it was one of those miracle plants where it, it came it never ever, yeah. like it would always come through you know and i had guys who had locust infestations and killed like all their plants and they're like dude i only had eight plants left and they were all sage and they were just kind of randomly in the field you know what i mean and he's like i don't know what they're about but they just didn't go after it you know so um, yeah yeah certain characteristics and it, i was really impressed because it was like the big sir holy that you have and, and the sage mom that we grew it from, which is, uh, you know, from Partington Ridge and Big Sur. You know what I mean? Like, we know where it came uh-huh. from. We knew where it, we knew exactly where it came from. And and you know, it, when we the weirdest part is that we were in Amsterdam. We were doing our selection, and that we were tasting the the actual dirt there. You know what I mean? We were like, dude, it tastes like fucking big. Like it smells like sage. It tastes like Big Sur. You know, because it's just that that vibe that's already there when you get there. There's yeah. tons of sage yeah. growing, and the whole connotation of us calling it that was the fact that it tasted the most like big sir you know what i mean we're like that's big sir right there Uh you know so is uh it is a special place too and pretty crazy that that mudslide that they had huh they just wiped out the whole they're all oh it just yeah you i mean it's it's i don't i don't know what they're gonna do with that they're gonna have to i don't know if they can really fix that thing it's gonna have to be engineered with with metal and yeah i don't know it's a whole mountain is weak it's just gonna be that way for probably years i don't know what they can do yeah and they were already isolated with the bridge failure and and it was like people were having to have food and you know supplies sent over by they were hiking on that one trail to get back yeah. and forth there they yeah they had made a trail for them yeah and they had to bring but, you know uh, stuff back and forth with like uh with uh uh zip line style things you know what i mean to get everybody to get food sure. and stuff. so i was like wow and then that happened so now they're kind of like totally isolated in this anybody in the in if you lived in between those two things you are shit out of luck right there you know what I mean? you're like, shit out of luck right now that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it was amazing and it and it uh you know it kind of just shows you where america's at though engineering wise and stuff like is you know, a lot of our stuff is literally hanging on by a thread anyway you know what i mean and you get one thing like that that's true and cuts off the entire it, spot there you know Places like Louisiana. People don't realize it. I mean, that's your only way. And then when that goes out, man, you're pretty much uh, 
stuck. We had it here with the floods uh, a couple years ago. Uh, people were definitely trapped. Like, I know Scott from Rare Dankness was well trapped. He couldn't get past. You know, there's certain people who are just like, oh, shit. Oh, now, wow. now what do we do? The road's washed out. It's like, not much. You know, <laughs> you can't do much. Go <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and so you've been doing any indoor gardening over the years? Has it been pretty much outdoors? or? You um. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much outdoor. Um, if I ever do any indoor, I do a little uh, small seed increase on, on uh, my land race. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I can't do it or we, we don't have time to do it outdoor, gotcha. like finish, um, I'll like do a little bit in there. Did you finishing or you do the whole? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm growing some uh, Ghana this year. There was some real old seeds from Ghana. And um, I only got, uh, let me see, one, two, three. I got six to germinate. And... Um, three are real vigorous um and then um the other ones are marginal at best so then they still haven't sex so I've, i'm uh, hoping i can get a male and a female but if not i'll i'll be uh, happy to work with whatever i have they're very slender leaf um dark green um uh, real beautiful um uh it's uh i've had those for 12 years i think and um, I just never got around to doing them. I had them put in my box and finally uh, said, man, I've got to get in there and organize all this stuff. I found things in there. I didn't even remember what I had. It's just pathetic when you think about it. But, so I got them more organized now, and then I'm, I'm working on on doing a lot of these things and and um, at least making seed. I can put them away for a few years and then fool with them later. But, I mean, if you, yeah, if you let them go too long, I mean, I've tried a lot of things on some of these old ones, and they just don't germinate. I mean, that's... They'll, they'll start in, and then they just stall on you, and they just die. Right, and you, you, you try, obviously, gibberellic yeah. acid and all that. And did, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, tried all that stuff. Yeah. I even tried, a buddy of mine told me, he says, uh, get your, uh, be- no, not that. He says, uh, get your pinto beans and soak them overnight, and the uh, water's going to be kind of yellow. Yeah. And uh, take, take your beans out, and then uh, soak your seeds in that. It's had something in there, and I, I did have about 20% luck on that, I, I, I have okay. to say. But sounds sounds It's just sounds a weird, it's just a weird way to do it. And then, uh, plus, I, uh, I always uh, treat my seeds, even my own, with uh, a slight uh, drop or two in a, in a, in a bottle uh, with, uh, um, you know, with uh, peroxide, okay. just in case there's any pathogens on the um, sure. seed uh, husk. Yep. And um, then go on from there. Huh. Um, jumping back again to Big Sur Holy, because I had a couple things I wanted to ask you since you were there. Sure. Um, Chamba? You remember Chamba? Oh, know? yeah. Okay, now does that have any, because is that part of the the lineage? Because uh, I feel like it's uh, that Malawi. No. No? Okay, because I was. it's one of those things where no, I'm, I'm not trying. That I... Yeah. You don't think so? That, that Chamba is, uh, in fact, we're still trying to, find that original one my buddy was one of the guys that went over and got some and brought those cobs back right um in the 70s and that was some of the nicest herb right up there with uh with the holy weed right okay cause but I, it's got but it's, it got degraded but yeah so it was different okay because i'm I, we're because mojave and i Mo, mo's the guy from big sur who because his brother was growing uh strains but there was you know it was basically classified by the how good it was really is really double a triple a you know i mean nobody was really yeah throwing names around that at that time and then we just obviously always kept seeds from the triple a and brought those out to amsterdam and that's where we did our selection for the sage and so it was kind of like there was a lot of unknowns there and then we met one of the guys who was 
his brother's partner back in the day and he was mentioning the chamba so we were like trying to figure out because we don't know you know once you got a a triple a could have been it could have been this it could have been that you know what i mean and it was yeah um yeah uh but everything at that time that got down to santa cruz was big sir holy from that crowd you know what i mean so it was kind of one of those yeah when, um, when, when we first saw that when it first came in this guy was coming by i don't even remember who that was as a friend of a friend and he came over to the house and he had this big huge rose box and i said what the hell's that man he says check it out open that thing up and it's big spears hmm. holy weed and rose boxes and that's his little marketing thing he was doing and it was the most <laughs> gorgeous shit you ever saw in your life and then it comes in there and it's sitting in these big huge rose boxes thin rose boxes where you'd have like five stocks of uh right. of your holy weed anyway i just flashed on that it was just a kind of a funny thing not many people even know that but right but that, well, that's i mean that's the thing too now it's like now uh, it's all about marketing, you know what I mean? Back in the day, people were, some people, you, you couldn't help it because everybody's proud of if they're weed, right? So you always wanted to somehow mark, make your mark, but at the same time, you also knew that if you did that, you're kind of like leaving a trail for them to find you, you know? So it's kind of always like, no, sure. not the yeah. smartest move in the world, but there's people who did it, you know what I mean? And Which is good. It was, and, and I remember thinking when I saw like those first Cali uh, kind of brands that where people were kind of like, the the first like with the uh, with logos and with the uh, uh-huh. home i remember the one with the truck full of weed and the thing and i was like oh this is it they're marketing you know people were starting to market their shit but it was like they were they were they were thinking about it and they were doing they were doing pretty good some of them some of them were and they, and they definitely like yeah it, you know you would stand out obviously but then at the end of the day it's like well, wait a minute maybe we don't we don't really want to stand out actually you know we don't really want to know <laughs> No, I, I remember uh, uh, one of the guys that were growing the haze in the old days. Uh, uh, I didn't really know them, but this one guy had heard about me. I was and I was still up in Bonnie Dune. I was pretty much reclusive up there. I didn't get out much. Anyway, um, we met. I finally went went and met one of the guys and and um, shared some some herb with him. And he was all about being wanting to be known and stuff. And and uh, just I wasn't. I right. just wasn't into it just didn't didn't appeal to me at all it just just wasn't wasn't healthy let's just say that sure <laughs> yeah but but we got to share some good uh uh information and uh smoke some of his haze and he smoked some of that hash plant i was telling you that came out of that hash literally hash plant. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. literally hash plant at that yeah point. yeah, I, yeah that. I, t- I i told him i says you know you, you, you don't take too big a hit on that he says hey man you know i've been smoking this shit for years I mean, I can, like okay go ahead straight cheese and chong take your big toke <laughs> right. he broke out into a sweat man and, and got all red and almost passed out <laughs> some yeah. of that shit would, would would make you almost pass out it's too strong that's why they don't smoke it man i don't i don't know man i mean that that weed is too strong for me right even well, today, I, I probably wouldn't 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 want to smoke it. Well, I mean, it's like, it but is, some it, people want that big uh, narcotic uh, hit. I mean, that's uh, you know everybody's different. Well, you know the thing is like I like when, the sativa when, stuff. When you get yeah, but you know the thing is with an extreme sativa it can be just as just as uh, weird and even more uncomfortable in a strange way. You know, if you're in the wrong place, that's the thing in Amsterdam that I loved is that people would come into the there was a coffee shop there called the Katsu. A friend of mine. Uh, been running for years and another friend of mine's up manager there but it's like you go in and they have the, pretty much the best haze selection in, Am- in amsterdam because the owners are true like stoners who really like weed whereas a lot of the coffee shop owners are just guys who like money and whatever but this so their hazes are always on point but uh i'd watch so you many think d- they're real oh yeah they have good ones because they have they they, huh. they got it from neville i mean they have neville's and you know the 
the but they've been doing it since the around the that shop's been there since I think around mid eighties, like mid to late eighties, and they were there when uh, they were there at the right moment, right time, and appreciated weed enough that they got you know hold yeah. of some, some good good. And they had a couple good growers who just been nailing it for years because that was the thing. It's like you know in Amsterdam, people actually pay more for longer flowering plants because they understand it costs more money because everything there is. So, they understand so, the. Well, it's, yeah, it's critical. You know what I mean? Like rent is important. Everything there is expensive. Everything's more expensive. Space is yeah. more expensive. Power is more expensive. So I, I haven't been able to locate any hay seeds here. I don't. I don't know if anybody really has any. I've even called some of my old crony friends from years back, and most of them, one of the gals used to trim for them, and she doesn't have any. Um, I, I maybe should well, think about maybe getting some of those one day, and well, I'd like yeah. to grow those again. No, no, you got. I'm sure your people out there be listening. I'm sure someone someone's got one. So you know that's the thing. Somebody somebody's got it. Somebody's got it. Maybe they're listening. They go, hey, I got some of those. I had a contact. Exactly, and all of a sudden you'll be at a show, and someone's <laughs> going to roll up and say, I heard you're looking hey, for man. this. That's, that makes the whole show <laughs> worth it, right there, right? So. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, the haze, the haze variety is the main problem is the fact that it takes a lot of seed to find the real one. You know, if you're going from seed, it's not really yeah. easy to get the, like, oh, right out of the gate, boom, because they're... Super phenos, yeah. They're just very finicky, you know what I mean? Even even yeah. when, I, when I worked for Sensi, when I was selling any haze crosses, I would tell people, like, yeah, you know, it's going to be a little tougher on the selection because you're going to have some freakouts and mutants and weirdness, which will be easy to spot, but then you're going to have ones that are... <laughs> Ones that are like they all seem pretty good, but then all of a sudden you have to really take into account what they, uh, you know, the weight that they put off and the, the finish. A lot of them just don't want to finish, which is the really the hardest part of it all. You that's uh, that's the the one of the drawbacks. Yeah, they just take forever. They just don't want to. They'll start to finish and then they stall. Well, yeah, and they'll or yeah, they'll, they'll, oh, they'll yeah. start to get white again. All the hairs will start getting white again, and you'll be like, oh no, it's going into yep. it's like phase two now, and then it kind of kills the flavor. That you can't time it properly, so you end up with like a half a plant that's mature and the other half that's you know. And so it is one of those trickier. I had I had one when I when I uh, I had a haze that uh, I brought into a room here in Colorado, and it was like it just sat in the corner and it like cycle after cycle went through there. It just never like it was at one point they were like this is <laughs> the big. Really they were just like because they couldn't they couldn't tweak the hours on the room because you really got to go a thirteen like like eleven situation to kind of even. Comp, get it close to finishing and right these guys are all locked in on a 12 12 giant you know grow so they're just pretty much like putting eight weekers in there and i was just like yeah try this yeah. one but it just it wasn't working you know what i mean and they, they basically because yeah. it, it kept just growing <laughs> kind of flower grow a flower grow a flower grow a flower but it wouldn't even dense up or it just kind of stayed fluffy and you know that's so it's, it is one of the most yeah. disappointing grows but it can be the most satisfying grow too if you could just nail it exactly know? yeah <laughs> Well, the re- reason I even uh, called today was uh, James Seeds, uh, from a friend of mine, and he yeah. said, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say, uh, you want to get on Adam Dunn? I said, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, yeah, we, we really give people a lot of notice, right? Like, you want to be on the show, like, yeah. now? It's, like, it's oh. cool. I mean, I, I, I feel good today. I haven't, my health hasn't been the best in the last couple of years, oh. but I'm, I'm, I'm getting glad, better. But Glad you're having a good day. But anyway, uh, yeah, today's a good day, and it's a perfect day to, you know, maybe share some information. But we're... We got some uh, new lines that are going to be released, and yeah, he's going to be handling that. them pretty quick. Uh, uh, actually, uh, one of them is the um, the four way. That's uh, a friend of mine um, is a um, librarian for all these rare cuts. He's my partner, actually, friend too. And um, yeah, to make the long story short, I, I basically just fooled with land race and uh, heirlooms, and uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, we had a." 
put some stuff together and see what we can come up with, some of your old stuff and some of these rare cuts. So I had these uh, <clears throat> Northern Light, original Northern Light number one. And uh, I got from my friend uh, up in Oregon, classic seeds, actually. And um, I did a seed increase for him because he didn't have time and, and had a lot of restrictions at the time. So I did a large seed increase, and um, I think I got like five five phenos that I did, and I made a bunch of different seed. But anyway, out of 100 and um, what did we get? 150 plants. Um, we found one stinky killer, the baddest male out of the Northern Lights one. So anyway, that's what we crossed with a few of these rare cuts, which one of them is that four-way, which is a it's a 95 release from Sensi. Yeah. You probably remember that I one. was working there. Yeah, no, I, I, actually, I just quit there. No, I was working. I had my own spot at that point. But the other four was, was uh, always a pretty damn good indica. Yeah. It's pretty darn nice. It had a really good flavor, I thought. Kind of chalky, too, um, which I like. It has like a chalky kind of yeah. thing, which I always appreciated because it kind of that, – that I felt was – because whenever it gets like a sweet tone or anything, it's like, no, yeah. it has that real like well, acrid kind of thing. Yeah. One thing I was kind of surprised, uh, well, the makeup of it, Northern Lights, uh, uh, Haze, Skunk, and uh, Ruderalis. I was surprised they had put that Ruderalis in there. I didn't really realize that's, that. That's weird, too, but, because uh, it, they used to have it. A, it is weird because yeah, yeah. I don't think much of those, but, I mean, I, I, sh- I shouldn't really say that because I've never really fooled with them, but it sure worked with that one. Well, they um, were really, really <laughs> into it at the moment, at that moment in time, and I remember... Uh, one of the crosses that they had there, which is their Ruderalis Indica, they called it, but it was uh, it was NL5 times uh, Ruderalis. I was like, that is like the most extreme like quality versus, you have like one, so you'd end up with like really 50-50 going down the line of some stuff was oh. in, like flowered really quick and did its own thing, and that was the Ruderalis dominant ones. And then the other ones that went at, yep. a, nor- at a normal time, those were the NL ones. So in a way, they were like the best deal because they were like 25 Gilders for like twenty seeds or something like that. I was like, man, these are the cheap because you got half of what you want right in there. The other half you don't. What a what a value. Yeah. So I kept telling people, I was steering people towards <laughs> those all the time, just like, even though you might not like it, because I mean, Ruderalis, I was scared. I I didn't want to bring it into my gene pool at all because I was no. Like, I was like, me I neither. I, and now you know what it seems like. If you notice, there's a lot of males that never stop flowering now they just kind of go on their own and it might just be a fact that yeah it's in there fucking up our shit because i've got a lot of times where it i get a male well could be got a lot of times males that just are like are you kidding me it's on 24 hours of light you know i mean i'm trying everything to keep it from fucking throwing fucking you know throwing but flowers it and it'll just keep going <laughs> it'll just keep going and you're like huh yeah you know is this because is it got rid of Rollison? in it it shouldn't you know what i mean and then but but that's the problem is a lot of the stuff like Sensi, things like that, if you take, like, I didn't even know they put Ruderalis in. That's kind of weird because I kind of remember being, and the funny part is they, yeah. they they listed it as a four-way hybrid of our best indicas, right? So obviously not a Ruderalis is not your best indica, you know? So that's some bad no. advertising. <laughs> no, I just, I remember yeah. uh, <clears throat> being, being ten, pretty, I had some friends who were killing it out there and they did really good with it, but it just always made me nervous of, <laughs> of adding it in. Yeah. Cause once it's in, it's in, you know what I mean? And that's it. You're like, yeah, it's in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised, but, and then another one we're, uh, we we're releasing now is, uh, the puck. Oh, really? Uh, the puck. Yeah. We oh. call it oh. Pacific Northwest hash plant, yeah. uh, by Sensi, uh-huh. uh, Northern lights, one hash plant. Um, 
it was in, I think, in 1986. Um, 25% uh, northern lights and 75 uh, hash plant, uh, the uh, puck. Right. That's a that's a great uh, that's a that's a really nice one. It's also called uh, um, Scully Hash Plant. You probably yeah. heard of that. Of course, of yeah. course. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. That's, to hear. Uh, we've, we we just I just finished uh, cleaning a bunch of the seed and uh, uh, we had a little problem uh, up at the ranch and lost our power and stuff uh, with all the storms and uh, couldn't get uh, diesel and oh, I, I won't get into it too much. <laughs> it, it, it kind of fucked everything up. But I so anyway, we, the, the the amount of seed we got was uh, limited. Right. But we do have. Uh, quite a bit of seed it should have been a lot more but i mean we're happy to even get what we got but gotcha um we we did release a little bit of that at the uh, emerald cup last year and sold out i don't think we had too many packs but everybody liked it nice Bodie grew out a little bit of it and uh, it turned out really really nice i was very impressed with it actually so many different um phenos of skunk and some uh, leathery kind of earthy mm -hmm. different to be a lot of fun things to really search for yeah but, I mean, uh, and that's the thing is everybody's like uh I mean, we we are obviously as breeders all kind of working towards some sort of homogenous thing, but at the same time, there's it's actually the it's literally the the differences that make it interesting as a grower because it would we really suck if everything was like really on point and going and like oh this yeah, is what it no, is that's true. you get nothing but that you know what I mean because that's kind of yeah. where where people kind of think they want to be but i think at the end of the day they'd be like wishing for the old days when everything was a little different and that's kind of where my feminized yeah. my you do any feminized stuff or or you kind of i i, I really don't i I, yeah. I haven't done any feminized yeah. and it's funny because um, i i personally don't myself just I, I played around with it a little bit and then i was just kind of like you know what i'll let other people just run with this because that's what they're i can see people getting all nuts over it and i get ate at markets well i mean everybody's uh, the guys that sell over there they uh, they say oh yeah man feminized you need to make them of course. Well, in Europe, I guess people it's like, like them. I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's a preference. I mean, I'm, in, I'm sure. In Europe, it's about eighty percent of people want want feminized, and, and that, they want feminine. Yeah, Jeez, really. And, yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. It's strange. And then over in America, it's kind of the opposite. It's I'd say about eighty percent want regular because they're still kind of like trying to make their mark. You know what I mean? Everybody understands that if you sure. you pop a bean, you have a good chance of finding something that nobody's really got at this point in time, or maybe you know, had 20 years ago or who knows, you know, that's, that's the cool part about popping old beans, especially is kind of like cracking the code, seeing what's there. And yeah, there's so many, it. it's, it's exciting. You don't know what you're going to get. <clears throat> yeah. And also, I mean, there's so many flavor uh, profiles that haven't really been kind of utilized, you know, t taken advantage of by anybody because of the, mostly because of the flowering time. I and mean, that's my biggest complaint. People, have, Oh, if it's over 10 weeks, I can't do it. You know, and you're like, really? Well, then you're, like cut yourself off on a whole lot of good shit out there because that's yeah, you're limiting you're limiting yourself on a lot of good genetics you just got to be patient basically yeah. uh you know being an older guy i mean i was impatient when i was younger i, I had and my dad always used to tell me man you need to learn patience yeah i, I don't want to pull that and later on in life i'm going hey, it's right on man I'm, <laughs> i think about it now and if he was alive today now i go but uh, dad you were right man that yeah. patience is an important thing yeah yeah, and, grow, yeah. and growing and, another, is, and growing is like literally uh it's pretty fast once you start to like think about it in the bigger scheme of things because yeah. like you know you'll have a dog for 10 12 years but you have a plant for you know a few months and you can't wait to like you know cut the thing down but it's like at the same time you'll have you know everything else in perspective when you start looking at it it's like things go quick especially if you're doing it indoors because it's non-stop you know what i mean you just keep going 24 yeah exactly year round outdoors of course you're 
you know, that's the breeding. That's where breeding has changed, I think, too. Where if you only do outdoor work, you really have to be someone has to be there for all those years in a row. It can't be like handed down really easily because there's so much stuff in kind of in flux and it's a year long process compared to five times in a year or four times in a year if you're like, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, that's true. Do you have a team? I mean, I have a passion for it. Do you have other people working with you though? Or you kind of, how's your, no, I'm, well, we have, we we have a, uh, uh, my, my partner who you met up there at the Emerald Cup. Um, and then I do my, projects down here in town uh, at my house i do my land race and and seed increases uh-huh. um and do some small projects and some i don't do a lot of grow outs i i uh um we we put those out to uh um uh gardeners that are have a lot of experience to test them out for us and everything so right and then uh we do we do do some ourselves elsewhere but um yeah, I just I do I have a, a small area, but it's plenty to do like a large seed increase, like the Burmese. I should have quite a few seed off that. I've got, uh, uh, I think I've got twenty twenty eight females. I don't know how many males I'm going to have, but just going to let them rip. It'll be a nice inbred uh, population, and because um, I was running running low on that seed, I've had that seed for uh, uh, probably ten years right. at least. Yeah, time I, to do it. I'm, I'm doing it. I have a Burmese Kush that we do, uh, and the Burmese male that was stinkier than most females. You know, it was one of those like, oh, well, we got to do something with this. There's no way, <laughs> no way around. Yeah, that, it's a know? special one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, I had it was very. It was definitely a good producer, um, and uh, it's also interesting too when you're making seed how like some strains just like don't produce nice looking seeds. They're just ugly and. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, some of them are, some of them are puny seeds. They don't uh, like yeah. the holy wheat or the Burmese. Those are big seeds. A lot of the land race Mexicans are nice big seeds. Uh-huh. Yeah, of um, course, because that was all the weight. That was all the, half the weight with seeds. seeds. Mexican half the weight yeah. with seeds sometimes, right? So you're like, yeah, yeah. those seeds are really healthy, <laughs> no problem. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, ties and things like that always tend to have a lot of the. Mostly, what I tell people when it comes to seed size, because it's like. You know, people are always like, oh, bigger seed is better. And I'm like, eh, a lot of times big seeds equal, like, like very large bracts, but not so many of them, you know what I mean? And then with this, the smaller yeah. seeds, you end up getting these really stacked sativas with tons and tons and tons of calyxes, you know what I mean? Where they're just like, okay, well, yep. it's, you know, it's kind of more relevant on the structure of the bud than anything. And big, yeah, bigger is not, bigger's not always better. A lot of, like, Ruderalis makes humongous seeds. Like, you know, like, they look like... Oh cantaloupes or something you're like oh these are going to be great yeah you know? and then you're like oh it's basically hemp at this point you know what i mean and there's yeah. <laughs> there's some chinese actually the biggest seeds i think i've ever seen are from chinese hemp uh that rob clark brought back that were just these monsters you know what i mean they were so big but they were bred there for fish bait so they would basically yeah for for yes i got to, you there a bit bred just a different uh yeah aspect and, for it. and yeah. they were looking for mostly for fish bait because they people could put it on a hook you know because it was so seed wise but uh yeah. you know and the the plants produced not a lot of weight but they definitely had really impressive like looking flowers because they were just giant giant right. calyxes you know prehistoric looking or something yeah um so no ruderalis that's no, good no, yeah, so another, I got just two more here, and sure. then I'll be done with oh, this. Oh, yeah, no, go for we're it. doing the uh, Triangle Kush, awesome. uh, crossed with that same uh, Northern Lights one, um, Florida cut. Yeah. Um, 
We've had uh, super good reports on that one. And the one that I'm really uh, excited about is uh, the fourth one here is the Black Domina oh, yeah. from Sensi Seed. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, she stacks. Uh, she's, Northwest hash plant. She stacks, she stacks very well, and she's very – and that's actually a really – Yeah. It's, no, I wouldn't say it's an easy plant to I grow. I love that but strain. It, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's, it's not definitely – that easy, but it's, it's a – it's a it's a super one for me to relax at night. I love that plant, um, just the pure one, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Domino. Right. Um, it's it's a great uh, it's a great one. Um, we're going to be working with we have uh, other ones. Uh, actually, I'm going to be cleaning some uh, Panama Red that uh, from '72. That's a two to one CBD dominant uh, um, line, and those are going to be. Um, I'll be starting to clean those uh, soon here in the next week or two. We'll have we're going to have those released uh, probably by the Emerald Cup. Or I'm hoping to have two or three uh, land race strains um, pure um, to let go. The Burmese is going to be one, probably. The, well, not not probably, but the Panama Red is going to be another. And I may let go of some of my um, Durban land race that I have. Not the Durban poison, but the Durban. I really probably should do a seed increase again. I've had those a while. Those when I got those from South Africa, those were the smallest seeds I've ever seen in my life. Really, I, I mean, they were the teeniest black seeds I've ever seen, <clears throat> and I've uh, never had anything that small. Um, how was but, the ger- how uh, was the germination on them? Was it good or was it? Well, I, I didn't really get that many. I mean, I had five and three germinated. That's okay. all the lady could, could send me, and um, right. uh, one was a male and two two uh, females. Well. I kept uh, the seed separate uh and i have them in different vials nine uh, ten and nine or whatever right and um um one firms up a little bit better as far as the buds uh and it's got uh you know that typical smell and then the other one is uh not quite as um um tight a bud it's a little little bit airier right but the pheno is uh, the smell is just phenomenal they're both both really nice um but uh, yeah, anyway, like, yeah. Seems so. like Durban. Seems like Durban. Though the, the, the sad part is, is that most people don't really know what a kind of a real Durban is because there's so much stuff called Durban that I, you know has got nothing to do with it. Sometimes you're like, what? Why would they? Like, there's, a, there's a cut that goes around here in Colorado. They call it Durban, and it's like it basically smells like a Jack. What do you think it is? It's like a Jack Herrer. It it's like a Jack Herrer cross oh, of some sort because it's got that classic like you can't get away from that smell. Like that. I, I don't know what's happened with Jack Herrer, but that smell kind of has dominated this scene now of anybody who has something that they think is special and they don't really have anything special because it's coming from the the lower gene pool of whatever that everybody has you know and you're like it's so i feel like it's almost like when you put too many strains together you end up with that flavor like it's like yeah because the original jack which we're going to do a i think we're going to do a show in the near future like uh kind of go back because it's not that long ago i mean it got introduced in 94 but between 1994 and now it's kind of it's changed a bit because the original one was phenomenal the one from sensi like was amazing but it was also an 11-way hybrid so you're like okay well 11-way hybrids are 11-way hybrids definitely definitely going to be variable you know what i mean but then when you also start yeah you also start thinking well 11-way hybrid also means it kind of is that like super mutt, you know, at that point. So you're like, okay, I think 
I think you can overdo it. I think you can overbreathe, like take it too loud, too far. And when you take, <laughs> and when you, and when you do that, you kind of come up to this like default setting of Jack Harrow. It's like, burr, burr, you get to, yeah. you know, there you go. You're like, damn, you know, but if you just, it's like you painted it too, you put too many layers of paint on, you know, you're just like, ugh, you ruined yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It was great until you put that last coat on. Now it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, other projects we got going, we got yeah, they're not uh, finished being tested. Is the uh, M10, the actual Afghani number oh, yeah. one, the old one? Uh-huh. Yeah, those we got some crosses of those um, coming too. Hopefully they turn out good. They always do, uh, they don't always turn out good, but we're hoping right for the best. And when and when you got we got a lot of things in the fire right now. When you got all these old uh, Dutch genetics back in the day, were you ordering them from online like uh, Super Sativa Seed Club and Sensi and all that? Were you, or were you going over? To you know Asia? what? I I really I really didn't order much from yeah. them. I mean, I I ordered uh, actually um, I ordered some some seeds from uh, ah what was this guy? Uh, no, it was Gypsy, called uh, Gypsy Nirvana. It was <laughs> no, it's uh kind of a reclusive guy my buddy knows him i'd like to meet him one of these days it's called um but he a blackhead you, ever, you know who that guy is no i don't it's a it's a brazilian strain uh casey brains oh casey name. brains oh yeah i actually know casey yeah. brains pretty well yeah he, reclusive. He, he has he has a killer killer line you know it's really you know the casey 36 was the one that he got really popular i think that was the one that really yeah st- stood out amongst did, the did lives. you ever get to meet that guy or what oh many times yeah he was usually drunk when i met oh him. yeah he I, was usually really drunk and, oh. he was, and he was riding his motorcycle and i was like i don't know how that guy gets home every time because he'd be like oh, stumbling shit. drunk coming into the show and i i do know that it was funny with him i remember like sitting around talking and i was uh we were talking about you know t- techniques and growing and things and he was really hammered and he goes like you were at some sort of like hash bash type thing you know and he's like, I just fucking got eight plants. I throw them in the backyard. I bring a mail and I slap it in there. And I was like, okay, you're don't. You shouldn't probably tell everybody this. Like, this is your technique. You know what I mean? And he was like, I don't give a fuck. And he was like, and I think he just did that for year after year. And he had like eight plants in the backyard that he just nailed. And it was like, you know, in Holland in a little tiny apartment kind of thing. And, and then he drove a Harley and was like. Uh, try to be a badass so and he was a little skinny small guy who drank a lot so it was kind of like okay this is definitely uh you know a little different idea than you know a little different style than yeah than we were <laughs> we were all i was a little hippie kid but but i'll tell you that bahia black head was uh is a good strain that's a the it took it, it, would, it would finish out brown uh-huh. and and but uh really strong though and i, I really enjoyed it I, i'd probably like to grow it again one day i still have some uh, I gave some seed to a buddy of mine. He made some a couple of years ago, but uh, um, it was a it was a good it was a good line. I did enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, a couple that I grew uh, another one. I didn't really get that many from over there. I, I grew uh, another one called the Slider. Oh yeah, from um, Tony from Sagamother. That's Tony. Jesus, that was nice. That was that was a nice one. I enjoyed that. Slider was, was really good. Plant. Was, Slider was good. It was also. Um, like, did the pheno that you pulled did it have like like very little hairs on it? it was like really just calyxy, like just very yeah yeah yeah. It was, nice. it was one of those plants that when you grew it, you were like, uh, it, it was a little like it flopped around a little bit, but it was like everything that was on it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Where some plants, it's yeah. only, it's only like a top layer that looks really good and everything underneath. So. Yeah. This one, that one. Definitely. I guess they improved it and uh, came out with one called uh, Mongo- Mongolian Indigo or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony was a good yeah. friend of mine. I don't know, but 
He's from Nebraska. Oh, cool. he, he's a, he's, he worked at Sensi. He worked at Sensi right after, like basically, I worked at Sensi. Then I got him a job at the Hash Museum, and then he started working for them. And uh, then we both went and started our own seed companies after. So it was kind of a. Well, it's he, kind of cool you met uh, all those guys over there, man. I mean, you, you, a lot of good contacts, and uh, some yeah. are better than others, of course. But yeah. uh, and sometimes it's you kind know, of, kind of a nice experience. It is, and it's like looking behind the curtain a little bit sometimes too, because you know, obviously. Yeah. Even even being drunk on a Harley, riding around and slapping plants together, you can pull something off. You know what I mean? As long as you, as long as you, you no good weed really is what it was. You know, and that was the thing. That was the name of my old company because yeah. my first company there was called CIA, which meant cannabis in Amsterdam, and everybody got kind of freaked out because our logo was a CIA logo with a joint hanging yeah. out, of, joint hanging out of the bird's mouth. You know, that was about the only thing that was different. Um, but then the second name because we changed it was. KGB, which was no good bud, and that's pretty much my been my thing for years. It's just like if you know what good weed is, you can hone in on it. If you're a grower, you know what I mean. If you don't have a, some people, yeah, they want to grow, but they don't even know what good weed is to begin with. You know what I mean? It's like first of all, no, that's true. You know, and you have to have a good starting point. So, you know, and everybody falls in love with their first plant, which is always a nightmare. Because I even Arian from the greenhouse when I he had a I had a great story with him one time when I, I when I was working at Sensi. He would come in and sell clones to customers. You know, they'd want to buy, and he didn't have a shop, and he didn't have a seed company. He didn't have anything at the time. He was just a, a rich kid who grew weed. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, and I was like, yeah. and he came in every day, and he would buy like a shitload of fertilizer because we were selling it concentrated, where it would make about twenty five hundred liters at a time, and he was buying like ten at a time. And I was like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? This guy's definitely doing something, right? And they're like, oh yeah, that's all. Yeah, right. right. But he brought in these clones one time because we were like oh we need some clones and he i will bring them in and he brought them in and we all like i remember like six of us like we're he opened up the box and like six of us kind of like peered into the box and they were just like pathetic little like yellow terrible looking clones oh god and he was like it's from my very first plant and like you know like oh no and, and he's been oh. still growing it for years and it's just like it was so you know hey. it was just like was one of those things where it was like maybe you shouldn't hang on to the first plant you ever grew in your life. You know what I mean? Maybe you should actually grow. Yeah, there's, there's more out there. But actually, at that moment, what he cared about the most was that it made the most clones. I remember he was like, "I make two thousand clones on one plant," and I'm like, "That's cool," you know, because he had just been growing it like a, like it was like a tree at this point, and so he was doing it, yeah. in, you know, doing it in hydro and just making a shitload of clones. And I was like, you know, it's. Yeah, but maybe you should have something a little because I remember when we grew it out, it was like it was it was garbage, you know what I mean? And we were like, "What is this? This is not, this is not good," you know. And we're working at Sensi Seeds at the time too, all of us. So it was like, I don't know why yeah. I don't know why we just took these in, but uh, yeah, there's a million clone disaster stories I think out there. That's one of the reasons why I think people who grow from seed or have always kind of thought that in that pattern have always been the ones I wanted to talk to anyway because they're they they have to like respect the line and keep it rolling and keep it somehow in check. Whereas when you're doing clones from other people and stuff, you you think they're going to give it to you perfect every time. And it's about 40% of the time it's perfect. You know what I mean? 60% of the time. It's yeah. like, is this the right thing? Or, I mean, I have I had it from Soma one time. He gave me a tray of clones and he had, Unwill- he didn't know, but he sent me like three males in it or something. So I was like, "Oh, oh no, this is oh, not God. good." You know what I mean? And then it was just like, "Yeah, well, fuck." Now what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? And he's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll buy the seeds off of you." And then they they were like those thin casings on them. They didn't really like 
sometimes you get seeds where they don't look like they're even done yet. They're kind of like flat on both sides yeah. and they get like a little, little bit. Yeah. And these things just you know, would pop. So basically in the end I got fucked. <laughs> I was like, I got nothing. You know, I was like, it's got a bunch of broken up seeds. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, you can, yeah, you can screw each other. Hey, Wendy, I'm going to probably uh, have to yeah. get going here. No, it's perfect I, time. I, no, it's I, per- I wanted, to, perfect I wanted time. to give a big pump for James uh, seeds here. Now guy's a great guy. Met him at the Emerald cup, uh, Two or three years ago, from uh, John Snow, Snow High. Um, do you know him? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a super good friend of mine, Great. and uh, we uh, we do projects together when we when we can. But uh, but anyway, um, uh, maybe uh, hope to see you this yeah. coming uh, Emerald Cup if you can make it. Yeah, and you know that this July show has now been canceled, right? The the summertime Emerald Cup thing. They were oh, doing. it's been canceled. Yeah, big announcement. I well, think what, they, what they, happened? Um, I think it was just a combination of, of uh, I mean, the idea of... Well, Too much going on. It's one of those things where, as a grower, as a, as considering that everybody within the in the organization are growers or former growers or friends of growers or working with growers, it's kind of like the worst time of year for anybody to get shit done because everybody's so stressed out with getting things in and done right and yeah this year's been then. and this yeah. year has been such a slow year that i think a lot of people put in stuff late so they didn't even have stuff in until last month if that some of them you know some of them are still putting stuff in because the ground was so wet and they couldn't put so i think it's just been a combo of like the nature was against them a little bit and then uh just didn't didn't see i don't think they saw the ticket sales that they were thinking and they were also working with a real proper organization that's kind of like you know running numbers every day probably like you know looked at yeah. it and just looked at it from a situation of like you know don't want to take the risk instead of uh, putting people out so apparently it has been you know fully canceled which kind of sucks because we were all planning on being there and that mm-hmm. was going to be my launch of some new stuff also and i was like okay this is changed up are you going to be in boston by any chance you're not going to you know you're not doing anything like that right no i'm not going to boston yeah i i, I mean i just can't can't really do more than that just that one one show there i mean yeah it's close last enough to year you. uh it was grueling i mean uh it was a six deep i was there for the weekend and uh yeah uh i met a lot of good people i met some uh people that grew uh our coastal haze is one of my favorites that's the holy weed cross with the uh hazy kush uh-huh. from uh green Bodie up in oregon and uh uh beautiful plant he came from uh hawaii and showed me what he grew over in hawaii and was just impressed Beautiful. And, I, and it was nice. I got to see, there was like four phenos he had, uh-huh. and um, gorgeous. And he says, man, they, they just do great over here. I want to uh, compliment you on this. And then we talked a little bit about it, and he bought some more seeds. And I met some people from Argentina and Chile and sure. a couple other people from uh, Hawaii that grew some things. And it, it, the, the, uh, when you, you, you meet some really cool people, you make some good connections, uh yeah, which I even like even more so than selling the seeds, to be honest, because uh, it's great to um, meet. I hope to go down to uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope to go down to South America, Chile, and and uh, 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 see this guy one of these days. There was a few people in uh, um, Trinidad that came over and uh-huh. and uh, wanted to maybe do some stuff over there. It's interesting. I'd like to maybe one of these days do some projects um, um, with them if possible. It'd be kind of nice to. 
share some genetics and yeah, well, know, do some projects. And there is a trade show that goes on in Chile, so um, you know I can talk to the guys who will organize it and see if we can get you down there at the right time of year so you can meet all these people. In a, in oh, yeah, keep me posted on that because yeah. I'd, I'd really be uh, interested in that. Yeah, because it's well, a, well, When it, would that be? Uh, it's in their summer, so it's obviously our winter, I guess. It's one of those. Uh, yeah. It's one of the, cool. uh, I think they're on like the third or fourth year now, and definitely uh, it would be great to go down and do some do some investigating for some new strains while you're there. And, you know, they, uh, they're they super. Right now, the thing about South America is just like the next whole other area that people aren't even paying attention to, but it's happening just as much there as it is uh, anywhere else. And Oh, yeah. So, it's, uh, there's some some beautiful strains down there well that's the thing is they have um, it's, it's like they're living in how it's just how california is to america where you know the rest of america looks to cali because they got the perfect climate they got you know they've always had the history the the yeah the, the, the genetics are there and and then when you go to south america it's like wait a minute well that's actually where even we're now we're getting closer to the source you know what i mean and and uh and <laughs> exactly. you see so, so you know the environment is perfect also which is very hard to replicate, you know. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's true. I, I I do have still have and I, I have, and I have been working with some uh, uh, Colombian genetics uh, from down there that uh, are, are very impressive. They're they're twenty four, twenty six week wow. plants, and I've I usually cross them with a with a an indigo, and, and I've been working with a couple of them. Uh, they're they're beautiful plants. Wow. Yeah, um, and the, the gene pool is just. You know, I mean, it's, it's, these, I'm going to have to cut this short. Oh, I know, I know. I'm not trying, forever, to keep you, but, I'm trying to keep But you. some of these places, I mean, the, the, the genetics are down there, but it's, it's tough to get to. Uh, parts of Africa, you sure. can't go anymore. And, um, oh, it's only getting know, harder. South America, part of that. I mean, it's you know, they got the fucking gang cartel down there and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. everywhere there, there was good usually, weed. It's definitely uh, tough places. Even Thailand, all these places. Or, you know, Leo, like, not really Thailand, but Laos or places like that also. They, everywhere is just like... Uh, somehow coincidentally uh, not not the easiest places to get to anymore but it's also because a lot of no, those places not, a lot yeah. of those places are heroin spots now too so that's the difference it's all opium poppies. yeah so that kind of that kind of turns off everything so that's yep. kind of a yeah and, and on that note let's finish this one so you can get back to what you got to do and um we'll see you uh definitely at the emerald cup at the december show for sure and I'll like I'll keep Sounds you good. Good I'll, talking with your brother. And, I'll keep you posted uh, on that other show. For James seeds here now. Yep, seeds here now. Of course, <laughs> we're going to be just about to do our ads right now too. So, take care, man. Nice talking to you. All right. Peace. All right. Take care. Peace. It's always nice getting people on who who uh, actually have been growing since 1969. You're yeah. like, that's good. Then you know this guy's seen it all, which, uh, you know, also survived this long. You know what I mean? So that's good. Uh, that's a ode to some serious uh, organized skill. You have to be organized to be able to not get in trouble. Of course, we never talked about it. Maybe you did. You never know down the road. But in yeah. general, not getting in trouble is one of the main things. And keeping your genes rolling year after year and having some sort of a picture, probably mostly in his head, 99%, because that's how we roll. Nobody's making a map for everybody. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and now be able to benefit on it just because of the fact that you're still connected to the old world which is uh, you know who like i said a lot of people had a lot of weed come through but not a lot of people kept seeds of the right things uh, at the right time you know so there's like they weren't thinking for the future there no so it's a good idea to do that but now the problem is you get weed that's you know 
it, unless you're getting the imported weed, you're pretty much getting a recombination, you know, mm. if it's just something that's random, you know, it still could be good. And, then, and that's the thing. It's also like, if you remember when you put it into that little jar, it's like, it makes way more sense to you than if you just like find a random thing. But if you're like, oh yeah, I put that one in after that concert and I was so baked, you know what I mean? So then you <laughs> kind of like have a sort of mental picture there right. of uh, what to work with. And that's actually the hardest part of it is fucking, what is it? You know, you're growing all different things. Speaking of which, let's make some ads. I don't even know why I say speaking of which, but speaking of whatever. Let's Boom. talk about our sponsors. Let's talk about we lost a sponsor. Just so everyone knows, mm-hmm. no more gross stuff. Just okay. so you know. Just, just so they know. Just so you know. Apparently, we were supposed to have cut the contract a long time ago, but they didn't. we didn't ever get any communication. So still love those guys. Everything's fine. But they mm-hmm. were changing their management, doing some flip-flopping. Kind of like Way to Grow was, same thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And now Way to Grow sales are way down. So, see, I don't know if it's directly connected <laughs> to the Adam Dunn show, but apparently, of course, apparently, the owner is having to pump his own money into the company just to keep it afloat. So, there you go, guys. Do not ever not advertise for me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, New Millennium. These guys are going nowhere. They're not, I mean, they're going places, but they're not going off the show. That's for sure. They are uh, our. You know, main main guys in the nutrient world here in Colorado as far as homegrown, brought to you by also guys who have been in the industry for a long time here, which I'm going to get on the show at some point. Apparently, Neil's going to come. We've just got to work him out. But this guy's been around for a long time, and he's putting it together nice and professional. Also, basing it on the seasons, which I like because it makes it kind of easy to know where you're at in the program. But uh, he's also got a couple new products coming out, a new foliar soon. Hopefully, I can't, I can't, I'm still getting handwritten on things, so I know that's that's the good shit. <laughs> when when it, no oh, yeah. just boom, need to try it. So that's the good stuff. But soon it'll be available to the public, uh, and they also have uh, the new uh, carbo load kind of thing coming in. But it's called yeah, not called carbo load, of course. Mm, no, can't do that. Um, also going to get them on the show soon talk about some other new products that they got and uh, you can check them out at New Millennium Nutrients right yep New Millennium Nutrients dot com and uh, looks like they're working on their website right now and they're Uh, working on having a nutrient calculator okay good and nutrient feed charts uh, additive range and base nutrient range uh, stuff coming soon here good oh well yeah I know that the guy who's on point with that stuff is the dude that was on our show before Sam he's he is grinding away right now. I can guarantee you. Looks good. <laughs> it looks good. The right? new website looks good so far. Yep. All new. All new look there. And uh, Jeremy build a soil, making everybody uh, lives easier by bringing them the best products for the cultivation of cannabis in the world. You can see like raw materials that you need to use. Build your own soil. Or talk to him about something that he has already done. Um, on top of that, you can uh, get super hard to find stuff. You know things that actually you can source all in one space, which is great. And um, yeah, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> See, Growstone still is getting advertised because they sell Growstone. See, so that was the whole point in the very beginning, anyways. Creating those networks, which is basically what you're trying to do in the soil, is create a good rhizosphere, create a good network, and you can get great mycorrhizal products. You can get um, your uh, 
IPM. You can get any product that you think you like. It's always it's great when you look at his stuff. It's like everything you can't get in a normal grow shop. Maybe yeah. one or two items, you know, but most of it's just like very exclusive. And the customer service is the best from them. They are on point. Everybody who works for them knows what they're talking about, so you don't have to like, you know, only talk to Jeremy, which would be crazy because he's always busy. That guy. But uh, you can call eight four four eight seven seven soil. Is that eight four four? Eight five five. Oh, eight five five. Sorry, my eight seven seven soil. It's been a while. It's been two weeks. Dude. I can't remember. Oh, no, I almost. Wow. <laughs> I usually remember these things. Um, or go to buildasoil dot com and get to contact them directly and uh, get your get your soil rocking with build a soil see that I threw something in there That's all right next good. one boom oh my god these guys seeds here now seeds here now seeds are now on the road on the road right now james is crisscrossing the country seeing all of his favorite breeders hopefully going to bring us some crazy news from the road i'm sure He's going to call in a little while, I think, and he's going to say, tell us where he's at. I think he's in some, he's in the bad land. He's like in North Carolina or something like that. So it's like definitely can't be looking all suspicious on the side of the road, smoking weed, doing a show. So that's not going to work. But yeah, maybe he'll call in. But he's got all sorts of specials. Um, what are going on? He's, besides being my exclusive dealer, <laughs> what else has that boy got? Oh, well, actually, don't even worry about it. He's going to call in and give us all the specials. That's oh. what's going to happen. Okay, cool. And actually, next week is going to be a big whole seeds here now pate down here because Ooh. you're going to be in town. James, everybody, crew, all the. Hopefully, we'll get you know we'll get Tommy in here, and we'll get a couple other locals, get two and whoever, and it's going to turn. It's going to turn messy. It's going to turn all messy and sloppy. I can oh, already boy. tell. Yeah, messy, sloppy next week, but. Um, James always brings us uh, some all, all the breed. Like right now, we got Mean Gene from Aficionado coming up after this, and uh, also from him. And he, he's got thirty-five different breeders, maybe maybe more, but I just keep saying thirty-five. Um, and the best, and also very, you know, the main thing with these guys is that they guarantee every fucking seed. So that's like, who does that, right? Right. I I even. Back in the day at Sensi, we're just like, you know, come on now. It's living it's living material. I can't guarantee everyone. But this guy, James, is says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got a bad seed, he'll send you new ones. Uh, you know, you're not happy with it, he'll send you new ones. But it's all about customer feedback. So it's got to be, you know, and it's also constructive for all the breeders. You know, people can realize if there's any if there's any issues going on. Maybe they go back, figure it out, and that's half the. You know, that's also part of the thing is that he communicates with all his breeders. I'm one of them, so I know, and uh, that's part of the deal. Which a lot of shops and things just don't. You know, they're just trying to pump pump numbers. But I think with James, it's like pretty obvious he's trying to bring you the best. He also has Cedaholics, uh, which is their online auction site, which is. You know, last packs, exclusive stuff, lost stuff, things that got sent in the, never got picked up in the mail and got found again five years later. All the cool shit you can find is on that Cedaholic uh, site. And also he's got a bunch of, uh, you know, if there's ever a cause or something like that, he just helped us out with uh, with Buck Russell's uh, campaign there where we had some some great results there. And, you know, that's that's what it's about, bringing, bringing it back and, so anyway, seedsherenow.com, seedsherenow.com, seedsherenow.com. Boom. Credibles, edibles, and extracts. God, I still didn't get these. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over there and 
to this week. I talked to Derek yesterday, so I have to, it's time for me to go over there and Ooh. hang out for a bit. So maybe when I'm, when I'm there, I'll make some sort of uh, arrangements to have a properly channeled can, <laughs> not candy, sorry, edible adult uh, tasty things. Um, right. <laughs> and we can get to try some of these new flavors because I have not tried those yeah. orange ones and I haven't tried it. There's a mint one or something like that, or pistachio that? salted pistachio mint. Yeah, that, that one good. I haven't had. Oh my god, that's gonna be my favorite. That's gonna be my new favorite. Haven't tried that winter mint. Another mint. It says double mint, double mint gum, or double mint twins. No, whatever, double mint candy. No, double Whoa, mint adult candy. adult tasty tasty things. things. <laughs> exactly. Um, go to iloveincredibles.com. They were actually uh, representing at the party. In New York, which was the uh, the crowning of Jason Pinsky. Oh which, yeah, how was that? It's pretty good. You can oh. check it out on Bloomberg, man. I got some, oh, got a couple articles, cool. and a few articles, well, one at least. Bloomberg and now High Times. So uh, ah. we'll pull it up after. We can, we can. Cool. I'm sure we can find it. But uh, Incredibles were there with uh, their awesome pens, which you know. I think out of all the flavors I've seen, all the pen combos and stuff, it's like pretty much guaranteed you're going to get good to the last drop. That's what I like because, you know, one of those things, sometimes those things are like they taste okay and then all of a sudden taste worse. But these things, top to bottom, taste awesome. What's that? It's a recipe. Whoa, they're throwing up recipes now? Yeah, I guess so. It's the ingredients. One strawberry crunch bar and one peanut Buddha bar. (laughs) Wow. Huh. So you can go to recipes on there and pick up some good tips on how to use your uh, incredible extracts in a more creative manner there. That's pretty dope. And, uh, yeah, I think we should get them. I'm going over there to get some more. That's basically what it it came down to. And I think that's it, right? We're done. I think See, because we don't have those guys. Those guys. The feed cut out real quick, so we're going to. I did it. Yeah, because of Incredibles. No, because I don't. It starts doing. The, it does that whenever we. Can you move the camera maybe closer mm-hmm. now? Because it's kind of far away. And yeah, I, I got, got nothing. On the, I got nothing on the table. Gotcha. There's nothing on the table. There's nobody here. Gotcha. All right. Tell me when we're back. Just, just slide a little closer so it's tighter. Probably. All right. Yeah. We're going. We on? Yep. Yo, yo, yo. Wouldn't be an Adam Dunn show without a part two. Just on technical difficulties as usual. Uh, we're going to get a call from Mean Gene, I think, in a minute. But in the meantime, we'll do a quick dab. Do the same if you have one ready, I guess. And or do a, bo- do a bong hit, bro. One thing that was funny about being in New York was meeting all these people that came to... Uh, 
<coughs> came to Amsterdam back in the 90s and uh, came through and did uh, the, <coughs> the now famous Tricom Challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing how people, it's ingrained in people's brains, like, yeah, you did the trichrome challenge with me. I was like, yeah, of course, we did it with everybody. That's what they did. You know, came into my place, you had to do a bong hit, and I had to film you, which made people really scared. Oh, yeah. It was before people just didn't give a fuck and let people film everything <laughs> they do. Right. But it was like, what? You want to take a picture, video? I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's Amsterdam. No one's going to give a fuck. And, uh, but they'd sit in front of a map of the of the city, you know what I mean? So it was like, and it said, you are here above their head. So there was no, no doubting you were doing a bong hit in, in Amsterdam where it was quasi-legal. Right. Instead of being in America. Anyway, next year's our 25th anniversary of that. Oh, cool. Which is kind of cool. So I keep getting reminded. So every time I meet somebody, <laughs> so I met a friend of, uh, so one guy was awesome. I was like, uh, so Griff Dogs, which is in New York. It's like the coolest hot dog spot ever because <laughs> you go in and it's like a hot dog place and there's a little phone booth in the corner and you got to go in the phone booth and pop open the uh, door boom there's a little bar behind there yeah mm. yo 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 welcome to that adventure who we got here hi i'm calling from growstone and i'd like to make a statement oh sure Go ahead. So I'd like to make a $1,000 payment. What's that now? I'd like to make a $1,000 payment. Yeah. From Growstone. Growstone Inc. Uh-huh. Are you ready for the number? Oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, we don't want to do that right now. No, no, because we're on the air right now. Yeah, yeah you're live on the air on the Adam Dunn show right now. <laughs> it's... That was a weird one. Okay. They want to pay me, but it's not the right time, is it? <laughs> Strange. No. Strange. Okay. That was on Skype, though, right? Yeah, that was on Skype. Hmm. Very strange. Hmm. I don't know. Crossed the matrix there. <laughs> 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 strange things. Anyway, I was talking about secret bars at that moment when it all, when it all went down. Is uh, I think that... James should be listening to the show. He usually is. Yeah. He's probably driving right now. So if he wants to call in, or maybe that was him making a joke, because that sounds like a oh. James joke. Ah, yeah. We could have some pranksters in the... Could be. Could be. But uh, if he wants to give a call in, or I think we've got me and Gene calling in in a little bit, so he wants to put the word to him that we are open and clear. <laughs> we And... Uh, but as far as the, uh, back to the Tricom Challenge. So I think next year, 25th anniversary, I'm going to have to put some serious thought into uh, how to celebrate not only the Tricom Challenge, but just the fact that that was kind of like the, the birth year of doing every stupid thing I've ever done. Pretty <laughs> much that's industry oriented, you know what I mean? And uh, I mean, before that, I was at Sensi for a couple of years, and I, obviously that's like the the learning side of it all, let's say. But then it was like, I'm putting it into action, you know? And from that point till now, it's like, 
it's like it's strange to think 25 just because when I was there, I was about 20. I was about 24, I think, <laughs> when I was there, you know, doing it, 23, 24. And so it was like, okay, you know, that's you doubled up. You doubled up. Right. And, and uh, it's interesting to see the changes and the things that actually stuck in people's minds over those 25 years, you know what I mean? So it was like actually talking to these guys and going like, first thing they say to me is, dude, trichrome challenge. I'm like, that's funny because you're like the fifth guy in the room who's come over to me that I don't remember, of course, because, well, I do rem- I remember the time period. I remember the group that he was with. I don't remember him in particular. You know, it was like one of yeah. those deals. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And oh, speaking of which, uh, we had the whole... Uh, Bro show, no show, show. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, it didn't oh, that, happen. That happened and didn't happen. So I have to yeah. explain that one, I think, because people are like, what happened? Um, I had no part of that. No, I know. It was a classic. It was like I was doing a seminar. The internet was down here. The uh, Xfinity lady wouldn't give me, wouldn't let me pay my bill without my customer number. Oh, boy. And nobody here knew where to find the thing. And it was just like classic where I was just like, Oh my God, really? It's a big, so it was a, so the bro was here. It was ready to go. Yeah. Mitch was here. He was ready to go. Wow. Everything was here except for an internet connection. And the worst part is that like I was literally standing in front of a crowd in Florida getting texts and I'm like, Oh my God, like I have another hour on this thing and I'm trying to like take a break. Okay. Everybody let's take a break. Take a break. (laughs) And then I go and try to deal with it. And Xfinity would not budge there. I was like, are people trying to pay my bill? I was like, is that what's happening now? Are you saying that there's out there's people out there that might pay my bill secretly? Because if that's going to happen, I will totally allow it. I can put it on. I'll put it on record right now that you can do that. You can you take anybody's money yeah. to pay my bill because I'm just trying to pay my, my bill. It's like that simple, you know. <laughs> so anyway, that was a that was a problem on our end. Now I'm trying to get the bro to get back on the show, <clears throat> but he's a it's dead and co week in the East Coast, so. Forget about it. Forget yeah. about it. So, hopefully so, because actually in New York, we had it lined up pretty damn good. Had an apartment, had an internet connection, had it all figured out. I was like, all right, this is going to be good. Had all those same guys that were trichrome challenging talk. I was like, bring it. We'll do it there. You know, like, <laughs> and all, everyone was ready. And then, yeah, then no. it was a double bro show, no show combo. Bummer, man. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty... It's gonna happen though. Should have done a show there with your little camera. That's what I had. I had it all ready to go, but I. But the problem was, uh, he wasn't there, and I was limited on time, and I was really trying to like just pack it all in, and I was like, I'm not going to the house if he's not showing up. So it's one of those just got killed at the vine because there was actually a party there at the Hudson Terrace, which is a pretty dope spot to go because their owners are pretty cool, and they got a nice rooftop terrace where you know you can get a little smoke on which was huge in new york if you can find a place that you can actually puff once in a while and it's not all the time i think it's the right event <laughs> but but uh it was pretty dope and so we i was like i could rather go there than because the thing is half the people that i wanted to go were gonna end up there anyway so i thought but there's no way to do a sound there because it was so freaking loud it's like yeah that ain't gonna happen yeah but yeah i was ready dude i had it, I had it all set up it's pretty sad so Anyway, rather bring you quality sound from our studio, which is finally sounding better. And, oh yeah! And uh, at least I know I have my 
trusty guy here because I can't. Once you start doing something, and the, the minute there's a glitch, and you're you're you're, not, you're off your feet. <laughs> you're literally like sitting there sweating bullets trying to think something in front of everybody. <laughs> not the right. look. It's not the look we're going for. Sure. I got you, man. Well, let me check with uh, Mister Mister James and see what the what the plan is. Uh, uh, what was the site that? Oh, the Bloomberg article. Okay, yeah. um, yeah, I guess you could look up Penske King. Would be a t- sad thing to ever have to do, but I guess you may have to do it. <laughs> and uh, since it's recent. I don't want to flip over to the screen because it'll make us go to part three. No, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. And it was it was there blue. It is. Yep. See, I knew that it wasn't First so hard, one. right? Yeah. And uh, so it was a, it was a great event though, actually, because it was like one of those things where it was it felt like it was literally felt like it was one of classic production that I would have done just because it was uh, put together really uh, I mean it was put together good but it was at the same time you're trying to put together a weed event in New York so you have to be kind of half telling what you're doing and half not because at the end of the day they can't really say yes yeah they can only say they didn't know or something you know but at the same time so when we got there everybody was really mellow and staff was smoking with us and it was cool and I was like oh okay this seems cool we're on the rooftop smoking with the staff but yeah. then the minute that the real staff came in, like, you oh, know, the, yeah. it was like, oh, there's no smoking here. And we we're like, had 150 pre-rolled joints. We oh. had a, a dab bar. We had, you know, slap. Everything was set up proper. Like, it was ready to go. And then it was one of these situations where we were like, okay, so you want us to go out front and smoke? Is that what we're, you're saying? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. Go, for, you know, do that. And so we ended up with like 50, about 50 people out front, all <laughs> puffing on, you know, right on Delancey Street, which is like next to the bridge. Uh, and it's kind of, you're like in a really like small, tight street and people couldn't even get through. It was kind of ridiculous. It was like, okay, so this is not <laughs> causing more of a, you know, and we're not drinking while we're up there. And that's all they really cared about is how much alcohol they sold, you know? Uh, so in a way, it was like your classic clubby event thing where you're just like, oh my God, it's going to all fall apart. But we hung together. Everybody went through it. Like it was like uh, Chloe basically went nuts and basically said they'll fucking shut the party. Just shut it down now. You know what I mean? And then everybody got the reality <laughs> check of they're going to lose money on the bar. We're not, you know, we're not going to have a thing. And everybody got all, whoa. But then it was... She managed to talk her way through it, but then it was like, oh, you get a one warning per person. It was like classic thing where you just, you know, uh, even in Amsterdam, I had problems doing parties just because once you're smoking in a place, you're saying, you know, it's like, "Eh," they're like, and this is on a rooftop where they, you know, allowed people to smoke cigarettes or whatever. So it's like, okay, kind of weird. But then again, it is New York. And, but we pulled through and it was actually a really good event because it was one of those deals where, um, the main message ended up being, you know, because of the fact that Pinsky, uh, the reason he's on the Vice show partially is because he kicked his opioid habit with uh, cannabis, which, you know, that's that's something that we could easily kind of bring that message at least to New York. You know what I mean? Because sure, 
and that's pretty apparent where it's like okay there's you know and we had dr uma which is a uh indian doctor that's out of massachusetts and she's awesome she's like one of these like proper speakers and she came uh she uh was there and gave a kind of good speech to people to kind of end the night off you know which was like so okay so it became like a half half educational sort of uh you know, it was a stoner event, but it definitely had some sort of messages to it. So, sure. So that was cool. And then uh, Bloomberg was there, did a piece on it, which you're showing. And um, uh, now I think he got an article in High Times today too. So now he's now he's truly the king of mainstream, which is really stupid because I'm the really the king of mainstream, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but obviously, they're cashing out very good. But <laughs> no, in That's general. Funny. It is, I think it's okay and fitting because of the fact that who the fuck wants to be mainstream, right? That's like the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> last thing I want to do. Last thing I want to do is be mainstream. Uh, but it is apparent that, you know, as we get closer to sort of nationwide legalization, which is going to happen as far as, you know, just a couple more states and we've got a pretty much blanketed the entire country of medical. And then it only takes a short time as they're making money next door and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> they're making all the money next door. Oh, they're recreational. Of course they're making money next door. Uh, and then it'll just pop, yeah. you know, pop off. So, um, what's up with James? I didn't even, uh, James, what are you doing to me? Calls me all, he, he gets his guests to call us on time, but when it's him, which would have been the 420, that's normally his time. Oh right? uh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. Let's see what he's doing. Let's see, let's see. Where are you at? <laughs> so. We had a song pass away recently? Oh, yes, of course. That's a thing of she's. Yeah. Um, shocked to the cannabis community the other day with uh, the passing of Mickey Martin, mm. uh, who was only like 42 or something like that, or something crazy. It was, he was young. Uh, yeah, I don't And. Straight, yeah, strangest last message you've ever seen. Uh, where you're like, huh? <laughs> like, left, left, uh, literally. I mean, he's one of those guys who, who dominated as far as uh, his messaging when it came to you know, he, he could he could rile up anybody, he could, you know, but he also recognized the good, which is, I mean, Mickey was Mickey was a, a, a real character, he's one of those guys who. You know, there was a lot of people out there who didn't understand what he was about, but, you know, he was definitely a family guy, which was awesome, and he was, you know, it was about his kids and his family, and he was a very much about justice, and we're doing a memorial for him here tomorrow uh, from 420 to 710, so anybody in the Denver area that wants to come down, um, you know, and the crazy thing is with Mickey, he's just one of those guys who, like, even even after he's gone, he, like, within 24 hours, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of heat on the on the internet. I mean, Mark Emery spoke out of totally out of line, and uh, you know now he's feeling the wrath pretty much. Which so, like I said, it's like wow. it's one of those weird. It's like one of those crazy like even from the dead, Mickey Martin is fucking people's lives up, <laughs> which is you know a uh, pretty amazing thing. And on top of that. There'll, there's so many people coming out, which is great for the family and helping them out with that. But it's like, you know, it's just yeah, it's a sad, sad day. Um, and uh, it's too bad we 
Well, we did have him on the show once, which is awesome. So if oh. you listen back, there is a Mickey Martin episode. Um, I'm trying to figure out what that is because I tried the other night. I was like, ah, I can't remember. But <laughs> KTI, that's a job for KTI. Yeah, for sure. Some homework. We'll have KTI post it on our wall so we can uh, at least you know we'll try to get the best part of it so we'll see what we can do sure chop out a piece um so yep it's, it's uh tomorrow night here in denver i think there's other things going on other places but yeah it's crazy crazy news and it's also one of those things where it just shows you how fragile life is so keep an eye on everything you do and uh you know especially yeah it's just especially like uh when you see, because right now I'm like, I just, oh, I had my birthday the other day, by the way. So last oh. week, last week oh, was my right. birthday. Yeah. So, so I just turned 48 and it's like crazy when I just start seeing people that are like, you know, six years younger than me. And it's like, whoa, shit. That's, it's, you know, it's definitely can hit, you know, things can happen to anybody anytime. So you have to keep, just keep an eye on yourself. Just That's eat, right. eat good food, smoke good weed, yeah. you know. Quit drinking, so I can't say drink good beer anymore. But <laughs> if you're gonna drink, drink good beer at least. Come on, yeah. just all those things. Just take care of yourself. Yep, take care of yourself. All things in moderation, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know what's up with James and Mean Gene. What's up with that? He had had it all lined up. I don't have Mean Gene's info, so I can't like blast him. But we'll see. I, I, it was awesome to talk to guys from who uh, was his name Todd. Todd. Mm. Kind of got it at first. It's one of those. I don't know. And then I had the audio messed up because I had a did you an update, so I was well, scrambling around trying to. I don't, don't want to too, butcher. So I don't yeah. want to butcher it any further. Exactly. But let's just say coastal seeds. How's that? Coastal seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it correct. Um, and also, I got a few other people that said they were going to call in too, but you know who knows? Everybody's hmm. slack. Maybe our, is our phone off? Is things on? No, no. no it, things are working. Yeah, things, things are, are working. All right. Well, I don't yeah. know. It's glitch, glitch in the matrix as usual. For sure. So at the um, Boston show coming up, we have a, I'll be basically uh, at the Canacon in Boston coming up in July. I think it's the... I don't even know. <laughs> Look it up. Canacon, Boston. All Let's right. figure it out. Um I think it was 19th and 20th or something like that. Could be. Could be. Um, but I'll be there with both Cloverleaf University teaching for, uh, I think I'll be doing a one-day kind of uh, 101, 102 course on growing. And I'll also be there for Seats Here Now on a panel. And I think I'm doing, a, yeah, I think I'm doing a couple panels. There you go. Boom. What day is it? Uh, in 20 days whatever date that is yeah. they don't tell you <laughs> no it, <doesn't. laughs> it says on the bottom isn't it right there uh, no no oh July 13th to the 15th <laughs> oh see I would have been wrong anyway 13th to the 15th alright cool so we're talking like two and a half three weeks away um, that's be interesting I love the east coast for uh, the sort of fresh scene that's there and you know people are excited to uh sort of join join reality with the cannabis world but it's always nice in these new new uh new but yet old uh networking things and got a bunch of uh friends over there too so it makes it makes a good trip i'm looking forward to it and dr uma the one that i was just talking about she's based out there so yeah so there we have us see that cloverleaf at the bottom boom yep there we are bam 
that's a, I'll be there. whatever that is. Oh yeah, open in a business. So the, like a three hour long, like a three hour long thing that I do. So and last time I only had like an hour. It's terrible, terrible. Uh, uh, I had to rush, rush through my shit. And you're trying to fix the internet the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't have to, do that. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks looks like it's going to be a good event. Um, so uh, seats are now will be there. Everybody will be there. We're all going to be there, man. Uh, what other shows are coming up? There's a few. Is that one? Uh, I think there's another one in Seattle coming up after that. But they, these shows are running into each other. Like, literally, the last one was Fort Lauderdale uh, first with the Southwestern Cannabis thing. I, I, I can't keep up with the names, too. <laughs> yeah. The CCA. Uh, but good show. It was interesting. It was like a totally different crowd in Florida well most of the guys are from most guys were from New York pretty much everybody that I met was a Flor- from Florida but not really from Florida and uh, I mean there's some, ma- some major money down there for sure and yeah. but it's like the, the actual laws are pretty pretty bad right now as far as it's like you know it's a no flower state so yeah. it's just all oil and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of lame in a way because the, well it's definitely lame and for me it sure. has to be both options right and home yeah. growing of course but it's interesting just to see places like that breaking open um let's see what we got mister well Mexico officially legalized medical marijuana right yeah but don't expect a swift rollout yeah meaning cartels are pissed and yeah I mean well, for medical, I guess they can't really be pissed, can they? No. Um, yeah, the the president said that uh, addiction should be thought of as a public health problem and that users should not be criminalized. Sure. Well, I mean, the they got so many more issues down there right now. So it is, right. and it is pretty obvious if you take, I mean, they're just talking medical too. So it's... Uh, you know, it should be and not like they don't have a shitload of weed there <laughs> that they can work with. Like, right? So, right. so it'd be good to get some of it to the right people, you know? Sure. And, that was, uh, that was interesting. Oh, for sure. For sure. And let me give one more time, one more shot to Mr. James Bean. I don't know what's up with that. James, where are you at? He must be in a bad zone. He must be. I told you he was in North Carolina. You never know. He's whoop, uh, whoop, whoop. Right. Pulled him over. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yo. Did you uh, do anything in the last couple of weeks when I was gone? Since you didn't have to do this. Do you have any? Uh, I had a show last weekend with my band. Nice. And that, that was all right. Uh but uh, as far as anything else, no, no, no. I haven't done anything. No. You didn't do the Taco Tequila Fest thing yesterday. Nope, no, Cece, I did not. My wife Cece was there with her girlfriends, and uh, that's awesome. They said it was pretty cool. It's like forty kinds of tequila and forty kinds of tacos. Wow, it's pretty dope. You had to like you just like pay a, a a a fee to get in, and you get all that stuff, or like I'm sure you had to pay for the alcohol. I can't imagine they would just give it, a, but they were pretty much flowing like crazy. I think so. Yeah. Sounded pretty good. Nice. They had some t- 
tequila Bloody Mary thing or something that was supposed to be off the chain. Interesting. Yeah. And then the, now that I don't drink, when my wife comes home, even after a couple days, yeah, I wish we're off the chain. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, but it's her birthday, of course. She can, oh, she, nice. can, she can roll out like that on her birthday. It's no problem. Yep. Um, but see, that's so crazy about that, though. Like, you can have a taco fest with 40 kinds of tequila, but you can't have like a weed fest with fucking 40 kinds of weed that would make right. everybody just eat more food and get and sleep. sleep. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And or just fucking chill out and not get all, I mean, I'm sure cause tequila make it go nuts. Dude. You know, that's like, that's, that's literally like the switch, switch in your brain kind of alcohol stuff where it just, it's like blackout drunk weirdness. Some people get, it, of course it's, you know, you get nice quality ones and stuff and sm- it'll be smooth. But effect wise, I'd say out of it's definitely the proper get nuts kind of alcohol out of all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, so certain ones do certain things. That one just causes it's, people to go, like, you know, get up on the table and pull their shoe off and throw it at something. You know, that kind of violence. Like, what the fuck? Sure. Tequila is like the, it's the quote unquote sativa of alcohol, it seems like, or something, you know? Sativa? I, mean? I don't know. No, just messing with <laughs> I don't know about like, that. It's kind of. You know, whatever. I mean, if we're going to. Creeper, creeper, it's like a creeper weed so sure it'd be, it'd be like creeper weed where it kind of like you don't notice it at first and all of a sudden you're on like i said you're like clothes are off or something sure. that's the one that people are like why is his why is he naked like <laughs> oh he's like, ah. it's like because it's blackout shit you know? yeah sure oh. there's that little point where everything's all kind of exciting though you know that's what i was trying to say oh so look at that mr pinsky just fucking got back so maybe i can uh get him on the line get him Call in to show. Okay, what's yeah. the call in number here? Through it's seven two zero, right? Might as well say it to everybody. Seven two zero three one zero, right? Yeah, eight two three seven. That's the call in number. So if anybody out there wants to call in, okay, eight two. Oops. Let's see, eight two three seven. Boom. All right. Last minute, last ten. So let him blabble for 10 minutes and he'll be super. Now for the. Here, here, oop. Let's see if he does it. We'll see how much he responds. Awesome. The line is open. Now that he's king. Okay, he's calling in. Boom. Let's see. The king. Oh, all hail the king. All hail the fucking king. <laughs> what, the king of bullshit, maybe. Oh, right? we, know, we know that. That's obvious. <laughs> I don't know if you're the king now. I, mean, I, I might even be the king of bullshit because I made you king. That's even worse. That's like, I, I am the you king. You know, the, the, I, I think the, the, the distinction here is it's not the king of marijuana, man. No, we already we know. know that that title has been claimed by another famous bullshit artist, right? right. But the, it's really mainstream, man. I think the key word that uh, all the haters are are uh, missing is just the mainstream thing, right? Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so, uh, not real that it's, Obvious. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Well, I mean, when, Mainstream when, you get, is, is... when you get crowned, all right, king of bullshit at a fucking comedy roast where everyone's talking about fucking you up the ass, you know, yeah. it really is, uh, it really carries a different weight. So, <laughs> exactly. and I mean, like, look, in all fairness, no disrespect, but I mean, 
when Chloe Villano gives you an award, what does it really fucking mean anyway, right? There you go. <laughs> Boom. See, now you got material. You had no you had no jokes that night. You were just big. Oh no, I, I, I had jokes that I night. I know, but it's you didn't pull any night. you pulled none out. I was like, what happened to the, all well, those well, jokes? Here's Tell what me. happened. Let me give you a piece of advice, okay? This is all, all right. the all the listeners at home, okay? Your mom was there. Your um, mom was it, there. That was the it, problem. All all three <laughs> listeners to the Adam Dunn show right now. I would say that if you're ever gonna do a weed event, okay? Don't get fucking high on edibles at your own weed event. Oh, uh, right? yeah, that's you ate a lot of edibles. Weed. That's true. I remember somebody said that. Yeah, man. Sure. Yeah. Some fucking friend of mine handed me these uh, gummy worms. I'm like, how strong is it? He's like 70 milligrams. It's like 700 milligrams. So <laughs> if you will, if you will, Adam. Yes, uh, you were gummy I, down. I can, actually, I can actually do my res- my rebuttal uh, okay. roast right now live on the Adam Sure, Dutch let's show. go for it. Oh, let's perfect. go for it. Do it. All right, well, I was waiting. I was waiting for this during the whole thing. You've been waiting for this, right? Okay, well, Chloe Milano. Okay, boom. This one's for you, Chloe. Chloe, the only reason I had to throw my own roast is because you're more inept than Lamar Odom. What the fuck do you do this event except for ask me and my friends for money? How do you run a university when you can't even throw an event for 200 people? Stick to what you know, Chloe. <laughs> but uh, big. All right, boo, boo, boo. You want, uh, you want, uh, you want Abdullah? Oh yeah, give me Abdullah's. Actually, his. Wait, before you give me his, before you give me his, I would have to say, his was the most visual. Like I was like, (laughs) he made me think about everything he said in a visual way, and I was all, man, it's disgusting. You have to realize that Abdullah Saeed has the uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate privilege of living with me while we shoot. On Bong Appetit. Yeah, that's just So, that's like, terrible. you know, picture, like, and, and I'm basically like an adult man, baby, you know? Yes. So, yes. you know, picture Abdullah and Ari Fishman, our, you know, co-executive producer, and then me and Rye Pritchard living in a fucking house together. Right. Uh, not only a house together, but the Bong Appetit house above uh, the set and the cast and the crew where everyone, you know, works downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we, 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 we all went legitimately stir-crazy. Um, right. So, yeah, my, my, uh, my, my my response to Abdullah Saeed. Uh, bro, have you even ever sold a dime bag in your life? Stop acting like you're Pablo fucking Escobar and just do you. And you're truly great at what you do. Coming up with ideas and executing those ideas, working with you is always a pleasure, especially when you're calling me a dingleberry and spanking me like a badly behaved child. Let's get this straight, Abdullah. I was flinging pounds and touring with fish when you were eating tikka masala in your mom's womb. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Abdullah did, did did do a good roast for sure. Yeah, yeah, he what, was uh, he was good. I think Danko actually uh, did, Danko uh, killed uh, it the too. One. Danko killed. Danko was really my favorite because he's uh, you know well, he, he really spent took a the week. Time not, he, he did a whole week not working for High Times to do that. You know that. <laughs> I heard. I heard he. I heard he blew off some deadlines. Speaking of High Times, did you see uh, High Times today? Yeah, some dick bag was in there. Oh yeah, yeah some yeah, was, asshole. Was some asshole standing in for the photo in front of a lot of weed is in high time. Basically, I was yeah, like, I got a call from from uh, from Zoe Wilder about two months ago, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm doing a a piece for Magical Butters like newsletter." And um, you know, those guys are. I actually we don't we don't use the Magical Butter product on the show, uh, but Garen's a friend, and and you know, I mean, those guys are okay. So I did the interview. And then uh, it turns out that this interview, instead of running on Magical Butter, uh, was picked up by High Times. So it's, uh, it's nice to have a, a, 
a little. Uh, and the cool thing about uh, being featured in today's uh, High Times is that it's not just an interview about my shit. Like, it's really like a question and answer. So it gets like, you know, when I did it, it's just, you know, my shtick that kind of kind of comes off the cuff. Uh, but seeing it captured in uh, print is really nice because it, it does talk about like really trying to give credit to the community at large, right? It's like all of us that make like everything that's going on with me and the, the, the bullshit crown and whatnot is um, it's humbling, right? Because weed has always been a community thing. And like, you know, you roll a joint, you pass it. Half the people that we know and love, right, in our whole community is because is, uh, is of like shit like weed and music. Um, so really it's important. It was important for me. Like I'll have this conversation with people in, in person, well, especially people that help us to stock the pantry by saying, look, you know, like the work that we're doing here is like bigger than me. It's bigger than the show. It's like the best form of activism, right? Because what Bong Appetit does is it, it changes the narrative on, on cannabis, um, to a global audience, which is like, you know, it's, it's kind of like the best form of activism that we could be doing right now. Well, you reach, um, you reach a lot of people. That's obvious. And that's, that, and it's that, the messaging, man, you know, at the, at the core, it's like, we're not like a weed show, right? Buying up, it's like a food show and everyone fucking eats, man. So yeah, it sounds a lot know, like, it sounds, it sounds a lot like Terp Quest. It's kind of crazy. You know, Turf Quest was our thing. See, you stole that again, from me too. Once again, stole it okay. again. You stole and it right Let me just make sure that the, that the <laughs> that, you know that the four listeners that are well, actually, probably you now have ten listeners. Right? Twelve because now because of you. On. Twelve because of you. Okay, but still okay. That's, tell that's, me, that's, tell that's, me the Fifty-two, story. dude. That's more than I get when I when I broadcast uh, myself. Your motorcycle. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that, dude. They're just like the only people watching that are waiting for you to crash. Obviously, you know that. Well, that's. So, so true story. The real reason that I fucking uh, uh, film those Instagrams is in the unfortunate event that I have my untimely demise. I actually go now that I've been in this. So this way, it'll just be captured like, yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, which would which would suck, but it would also be well, like, you, fucking you, weird. Pretty epic. Cool. Pretty epic. You can try. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, dude, um, I give you permission, dude. No problem. I give you permission. Try yeah. it. Try it. No, I'm just, uh, since I've been back, I'm dumped. City, okay? I can't see now the roast. That's the thing that me and Danny figured out, though. Once you do these roast things, you can't stop. It's just like now we already were roasting each other. That's obvious. But now you get into the whole like you got to like deliver it differently. And it's like, oh, no. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, look, the one the one thing that I will give Chloe credit for, is she did uh, create a, a vehicle um, by which we can now all fuck with each other on the. You know, Abdullah uh, came over to my place the other day, and he's like, "Dude, man, I want to get roasted now." You know, so like, you uh, know, see, everyone. Now that, I want, no, and no. actually, Oops, I don't know the next I want person to get who's getting roasted yeah. is, is you, dude. You yeah. realize this, yeah, Adam Dunn? I figured that. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. We've, who else? We've who? been working on. Uh, yeah, I know. It's 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 a big. It's well, you know, I'm, I'm down. Go for it. Go for it, guys. Throw me a rest, yeah. best. Your 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 roast, though. I think we'll have to really like dig into the archives for all the. People yeah. that like you know you still owe money to or fucking yeah, yeah you know right. what I'm saying yeah. like <laughs> oh, yeah. there, 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 there's a few out there there's a few there's yeah, a lot, yeah. lot more that owe me though unfortunately so I'm well dealt. you know I think in any business you have uh, if I remember from my accounting class in uh, in the senior year in high school there's a yeah. bad debts expense that you just factor into your costs right yeah, so yeah, yeah. kind exactly. of how, how it works exactly I try to keep that to a slim minimum if possible but uh, they're out there. Um, so what's your what's your plans now that you're king and you're taking taking like just going around the city and people just throwing joints at you or what's going down like is it getting crazy? No, um, <laughs> Nobody, everyone's just honestly, busting your balls. Everyone's now busting your balls openly, just like me. I mean, no one's. 
I'm Look, tr- you are the you you are really the king, dude. All right, if you want to be honest, you're the king of busting my balls. Yes. Um, <laughs> your uh, I have your roast response. Hang on one second. Oh yeah, Let's yeah. See. Give me mine. Come on. That's what uh, I'm for. The uh, yeah, done, da, dun dun. If you spend half the amount of time and energy you spend on making memes about me, maybe you'd be known for something besides a seed company in the '90s and a hoodie for works. <laughs> Is that the only one, or you uh, had a couple? Was, you, notice, you notice how that one cracked me up more yeah. than anything? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. It's, it's almost correct. I was cool. In, I was. Cool it's almost correct, but the, the Wicks don't shop at Nordstrom's. That's a problem. So I would be like, I don't know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Listen, dude. You know, I have. You want to walk into my closet? All right, I have a fucking photo I could send you. Yeah. There's 14 black hoodlum three X's. Yeah, I bet. Okay? I bet. I bet. That's that's like you know. So as much as I could bust your balls, sure. All right, it's it's the it's the, it's it's pretty much standard uniform for me. Right. You know who else wore the same fucking thing every day? Other geniuses like fucking Albert Einstein and right. fucking Zuckerberg. And, but really, the guy who wore a black T-shirt every day is the fucking fat man himself, dude Garcia. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like you know, keeping I'm it real. Uh, keeping it real. I'm, I'm, keeping keeping it real. It, I'm keeping it real. You know, shout out to uh, Sean Dietrich and Vincent Gordon. You know what I got in the mail and I just opened up? What's that? Uh, I'm going to post some photos of it. It's there. You know, they do their Fear and Loathing yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so I commissioned, oh man, at your fucking place. Okay, true story. Mm-hmm. My first fucking uh, time meeting or re-meeting with you, because I'm pretty sure, I, I know that, dude, we, were, we, we met in 94 in Amsterdam because I remember fucking the videos of the Trichome, uh, the trichome Challenge, Which right? We're, yeah, we're but yeah, when, yeah. We, when we re-met, uh-huh. okay, and uh, so the guy that relinked us, okay, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is, our, is, is our friend uh, Carlos, right? Right. Who, who we affectionately uh, uh, known as, uh, amongst us as Big Dummy, all right? That's right. Big Dummy linked me up with fucking Dunn. Okay, and said, Dupinski, you going to Denver? Go to the hood lab and just sit on the fucking couch and shut the fuck up. And that's basically what happened, okay, at the, in, in December of 2013. Right. Um, and at that, uh, in that uh, uh, meeting, you hosted the VIP thing for the Secret Cup. Right. And Vincent Gordon, okay, was there, right, yep. doing his art. Yep. And, um, and had all this amazing fear and loathing, uh, you know, shit. And I was like, dude... Uh, there was a bunch of them at the time. There was yeah. a Seattle one. I think he had just done a Denver one, which uh, which Dave Von Villain bought the original for. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I need Fear and Loathing in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I gave him a down payment, and then it took me, like, fucking... Every time I would see him at, like, Champs or, like, whatever, I'd give him another thousand bucks. And, like, you know, then you know, him and Sean, basically, Dietrich, did mm-hmm. this fucking collab. Nice. It's a... It's a... It's... How, what is that? Three feet? What is it? So it's six feet. It's two panels on wood. And it's uh, six feet long, man. That's beautiful. Uh, and I, it's, I, already, and it's, I can already it's, tell it's going to be good. <laughs> you know, it's sick, dude. Basically, what I did was I, uh, I I I sent him a bunch of photos and a bunch of shit that I think is cool in Brooklyn and shit that's in my look. Look, that's my fucking building, dude. That's where I am right here. I'm, look, that's where I am right here, dude. <laughs> um, it's really fucking cool. Those guys are like uh, they and then so it took me three years to pay for it. It took them fucking three years to do it. Those motherfuckers, perfect, right? Perfect timing. And yeah, uh, exactly. And I yeah. So anyway, well, that's good. what's going on with me. That's a good. That, summer, that, that's a good. That's a good uh, timing though. They, get, they dropped it right at the time that you you needed it. You know because. Before you wouldn't be able to be on a show because nobody would give a fuck, but now that well, you're king, you're so wanted and needed. Media, no, dude, you're, you're, the, <laughs> you're the. Well, actually, I, I, actually, I, I, the part I, I, that I thought that was the funniest on the article is that you you had me listed as a sour diesel expert now, and, and, and now. I first of all, I didn't write that article. No, I know I you did all, it. 
<laughs> you are, you are. Uh, true story. I didn't write the fucking article, okay. and I didn't actually throw my own roast. Okay, no. but um, I will say this, dude. You are the sour diesel expert, right? I mean, like if I if I have it correctly, you know, you were really the first, you know, dude to kind of get everyone on the phone and you know tell yeah. the story. Oh, and for like, sure, for sure. No, I mean, I know we know all the players, and we know the situation, and it's going to get it, it, the bro. I don't know why he didn't show up. I was like, he was supposed to be there. It's gonna be. It was gonna be even more epic if he showed up. But now I'm trying to get the bro back on to kind of do his part, and then we're gonna have some rebuttals, and then it's gonna get. It's gonna turn into a 50 part series. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be this. Honestly, dude, the, the, like you know, they're 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 uh, they're. I've heard rumors about there being a, 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 a maybe a 50 part series uh, to, to tell that story. It seems uh, in like and of it. itself. It does because every time we, I think it's over. It's like really is that someone else? So it's good though. I mean, it keeps it, it keeps it interesting, and the, it's also funny to see the response from the crowd, or just of people there, because you're in Sourland. You know, everyone. That's all they know. That's all we know. It's all we want. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we know. And uh, but it was good. Just it was good to actually smoke some there and uh, see. Didn't it. I? I mean, let me ask you a question, dude. Wasn't that fucking? I gave you yeah. some weed, right? Yes, you, you did. Hey, you was did. that good weed or what? It was great. And I even still have a tiny bud of it here. I was like, I should have brought it today. It was better. Let me tell you, it was better than the dog shit that AJ submitted at the fucking ADSI, right? right. I mean, That's hands down, hundred percent, hundred percent. <laughs> you can't you can't take freezer weed and submit it for competition when in, in your fucking in your coming out of the closet party. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, no, no it, disrespect. It's got to be handled properly. That's the main thing. It's got to be handled properly. Yeah, man. That so 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 true true story. That weed that sour that I gave you was still fucking good in June. I, I got it in 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 January before I left. It's been sitting it's been sitting in my house. Nice. Well, yeah, it was definitely definitely impressive, my friend. So, uh, so uh, well, now, well, now you got to keep your now you got to keep it like people. that. Though. You have to keep it like that because now you got a title. You can't can't be messing around. Can't catch you. Well, can't the, catch you here, slipping here, now. Here's the, here's the truth, dude. Um, uh, like my show might be putting it mainstream, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's not. Well, I shouldn't even say it, right. It, it's. It, um, I mean this. It is the collective work of all of us in the community. Like, like I might speak to a larger audience, but your show, dude, keeps it like the content on your show for the people in the weed community. Even if there's only fucking fifty motherfuckers, you know, at one time that are listening live. Sure. Yeah. You know the, the the replays and the broadcasts and whatnot. It's a, it's you know respect to. to to, to your work, dude, because well, it's, it, it's, it really is. Uh, it's fun to it, do. It, it, it really is good for the core community and, and and tells a lot of fucking stories. You can't you can't get access. To, it's like the same way that that I stock the pantry and have like you know it's the relationships right. uh, from being in this shit for twenty years that you and I have that well, enable it was us. Good. To, it was a, it was uh, a, it was an interesting party because uh, like I met DJ Gravy randomly with another friend of mine just the day before, just going to dinner. We sat down at the ta- dinner table together, and we was like, he's like, hey, yeah. what's your name? I'm like, Adam. He's like, oh, I'm Gravy. I'm like, cool. He's like, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I'm here to Joe Roast. He's like, oh, you mean Pinsky? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I've known that motherfucker for 25 years. I was like, this is going to be a great dinner, dude. This is going to be the best dinner ever. I was like, this is perfect. So uh, If you think about let me tell you something. There were, there were about 100 extra, like the, the room capacity was 250. Right. And then, I, I mean, but I had 100 people on my guest list, you know? So, you know, sorry to everyone that, like, fucking bought a VIP ticket and, and was pissed off that you didn't have your dick sucked that night, all right? But, dude, like, it, the cast of characters in that room, oh, all right? No, it was fucking, awesome. The, 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 it was the, the the crews that came out for that shit was pretty fucking epic. Right, was, right. And it's actually really nice to see um, 
that like these days. It's just like with my story with AJ. I knew AJ in 95, right? But I never got weed from him because all the motherfuckers that did were kept that, you know, you always kept your connects and your custies, right? Fucking like on, on, Oh, on, I know. And we, and, and, and we knew exactly where you were. You were down there. Down yeah, there in Custyville. Yeah. So it's like, so I, was, <laughs> I was one guy away from AJ, right. um, you know, back in the day. And now it's like, it's just, it's just nice to see in the last couple of years that like all the, all the heads basically realize that like, you know, it's either we fucking work together or, 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 or the fucking douchebags are going right. to, you know, are going are gonna to infiltrate. And the douchebags are infiltrating, but it's like, you know, I think it's good that, that the, at the core of our community, where well, we're, we're, try, we're, we're all like, we're, you know. we're trying to do it. I mean, the hard, the hard part is that, like, uh, you know, it it, it kind of comes in a cycle where you see it. It's like the the original people, like the guys from uh, Dab and Cabin that were there from Maine. You know, those guys crushing it. The, the material. You saw what they brought with them. Did they give you any samples? Yeah. Of it? That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Like guys like that, you can tell are killing it but all it takes is like one big corporate motherfucker to come in and like buy them all and buy it all out you know and that's just kind of what's happening because I, I gotta tell you i gotta tell you what man the uh the 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 things you know weed is turning into right a, like a commodity like in, in market right on yeah. one hand we'll sit here and say man we just wanted to grow like broccoli so fucking it could be like really cheap or whatever yeah. um but on the same token in, in any commodity market it's it's two things that, that differentiate your product from the rest right it's quality and branding, right? So I think that's really the land grab right now. Sure, is is building is building your brand, um, and, uh, and, well, and, and then it's, being it's, able to. It's getting the crossover at the right spot where you're like you're branded properly and you're actually delivering decent product. Because that's the whole problem. Is like people do everything great except for the fucking weed that went into the container. You're like, okay, so your container's well, is gorgeous the- and the shop is beautiful and everything's great, but this weed sucks. And that's not a good, you know, and a lot of times. That's it's, what I just it, said. The, the quality and branding go yeah. hand in hand. They're equally yeah. as important. Oh, you know? yeah. More than, yeah, even more. And how do you fucking still live in Denver, dude? All right. The, I mean, look, the, the, weed, the weed in Denver is great, except for, for it's great for like it's great six when you, hours. It's great when you grow it yourself and you can actually, yeah. Do it. It's not, you know, I wouldn't buy weed here personally. I understand that. You like, can't buy weed in Denver, man. It's just too dried out and like you know. But uh, but but then again, right? Even in any, weed it's the same. Market, like Amsterdam you know, was like, the opposite. It was always wet when you bought it, and that's that was the other problem. You know, I was like, so it didn't matter. Like it's kind of like the same. Everyone, everyone would come from Cali. They come to my shop. They'd say. Sweet sucks, and I'd be like, "Yeah, it's because it's like rushed out and dried quick and stupid." But if you the best there, shit has always been. It's just like going to a farmer's market, and then you show them something, and you'd Safeway. be like, "Oh, okay, now I see good. Finally, there's some good weed here." And you're like, "Yeah, it's it's here. Don't worry, it's just not in every you're shop." Always, the, 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 you're always going to get the best shit in in a, in a more uh, farm to table approach as opposed to like mass marketed shit. Yeah, well, um, it's, I mean, it's, it was interesting to be in New York and see how that's the big trend now too, where it's all artisanal, small. People are trying to go for that because, but at the same time, you got to be c- careful because that's also the obvious way that the bigger people are going to try to market their stuff is like, oh, look, it's farm to tables ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's not really. You know, they catch a lot of those things. Do, 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 do you? I don't know if you get. Do you hear the traffic going on behind me? Yeah, fucking horns and shit. Yeah. What a difference. Uh, you're coming back to New York, man. So living in LA, when I moved out to LA to to shoot the show, and I was out, I've been out there like for the last nine months, like six out of the last seven out of the last nine months. Um, I fucking hated it. I was like, fuck LA, all these fucking fake people, whatever. And then I started to live there, yeah. and 
L.A. has really grown on me, dude. It's like not only is it like the center of the weed and media universe right now, right. Um, but um, but dude, you've got the fucking beach over you here. Got you, got Stang, you got Matt mountains. Stang there, dude. That's why. That's why I know, it. dude. I mean, like at the end of the day, right? You can <laughs> you go got... to fucking Stang's office and hang out. You know, so you just like... feel like you're still there. So there you go. Nothing changed. <laughs> oh my god. But it, but in general, but in general, yeah, it's a it is such a different vibe because you go back to New York. I I, I mean, I like it because it's like I'm in Denver where it's all slow and mellow, and now. I go there and I'm like yeah I can move around I just can't be with anybody that's the problem I, I get there with a bunch of people from Denver or a bunch of people from somewhere else and it's just like go herding cats you know what I mean everyone's looking around yeah like, well I'm yeah, like, but, you, you, but you're coming in a different set of circumstances you're coming like with a fucking with like a with with a uh, a cast of characters you know to to, oh, yeah. to do an event yeah it's, right it's, yeah. A, it's, it's more but whenever I get there I get into solo mode I just go like all right I'm out of here <laughs> go on you know it's much easier to move around New York by yourself but fuck, I spent a it's lot of money. It's much easier to move around anywhere by yourself. I have a very strict policy at like trade shows and different shit like that. Like I don't, I won't. You'll never see me in a fucking trade show with anyone, dude. Except uh, you know, it's like that, no one I, wants. I who the hell fucking... wants to be with you in the first place? Dude? That's obvious. Well, like, true, but I'm just that's obvious. Like, you would like, take... when you see me at a trade show, you, I, I have a very linear approach. I always want to start at the fucking beginning aisle and walk the fucking things. And, and oh, I know, I, I know. You up. grab all the free stuff you can. I know, I know, the, I know the, I know the type. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, the I type. I gotta go I straight down. I'm gonna grab as much shit. I'm just gonna, not even gonna make eye contact. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me, give. <laughs> I know. Let me the tell type. you something. Right? It takes a, it, it, it takes a, uh, it takes a pretty. Uh, 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 honed skill set, dude, to fucking ask for shit. All right, and you have to. It's got to be reciprocated, man. You got to like. I wouldn't. Well, now you got to. Like now I you got You got a vehicle now. Now you. Why don't you say vice? Well, the thing is, this is what down. I was saying to you before. The, well, the people that work with us on Bon Appetit that help us to stock the pantry or, or help us with weed locations or ideas or products or any of that shit. It's like I tell people: you may get your shit on TV, but that's not the point of this. Right? The point of this is that we have a. That, that, that collectively our community is like we're rewriting the script dude it was the media that you know portrayed cannabis as marijuana right a century ago right so for all of us right for you and what you do and for me and what I do for all the growers and product you know processors and all the fucking people that are that are actively part of this community it's that it's the, the right but it's just it's activism dude right mm-hmm. we, we collectively are and, and we wouldn't be able to do bong appetit without the support of the fucking community. So when you catch me asking for, sh- for free shit, yeah. just know that, like, you know, that there's a... <laughs> you're like, yeah, Pitsky, whatever, dude. Didn't I just tell you I got the fucking award for being the king of bullshit, bro? Well, of course. <laughs> this just comes with it, of course. Of course. It comes with it, bro. <laughs> Well, I oh, uh, I look forward to uh, making more memes of you. Of course, now that you're the king, I can have a whole other angle to work Please. off. Haven't even haven't even gone there. You your, saw that. You saw I that. I, love, what's that? You came to bat for me, man. I, I love that you started to fucking uh, uh, use memes in, in, in the defense of. Uh, I mean, look, look. In, in any case, well, you're such a memeable look, guy. That's the thing. It's just I, know, a, dude, you know, I know. I know. You, know, well, you, well, you notice that. Continue to stay up at three. I could fucking post something at Facebook. It's five in the morning. Yeah. And by five oh three a.m., you'll have it up. Yeah. Modified. That's it. Oh, That's and can I, I paint? Can I? Can I just say that? Um, my that, that shit you did with uh, uh, with me and and uh, and, and Ariane, dude, was is probably like could not be more appropriate. For right now, I actually right. think I need to get that and post that uh, on my page. 
directly as opposed to it being somewhere lost in the comments because I'll that do. really I is can do uh, that. I can do that. That was really maybe some of your best work. Yeah, if you want to send me the original, I'll be happy to uh, to yeah, do that. It was, and it, just so and, you know, the, yeah. the, what's what's that? Go ahead, go ahead. There's a um, there's a uh, there's a, a direct relationship between like cockroaches and Adam Ducks, right? For every cockroach you see in fucking uh, New York City, yep. you know that there's like a hundred thousand like hiding in the fucking walls behind it. Right. Well, for every meme that you see of me online, just know that there's a hundred thousand more waiting in fucking Adam's <laughs> private collection. That when he fucking play, like, I can picture you like beating off to my memes at five a.m. and then yeah. getting a notice from Facebook that I posted something just so you have more material. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, more power I wouldn't to say you, that. Man. I wouldn't say I'd go that far, but I definitely. It does. It does uh, trigger a, uh, a, I beat a, off a, my a happy I emotion mean, that I know I can. I have some victim that I can just go, especially when you post <laughs> the right one. So, it's yeah. good, dude. It's good. Well, you are my spirit animal. Okay. I'm done. So, thank you, sir. Uh, um, I will leave you with that, my friend. Uh, okay. Thank you for uh, for including nice. me in today's. Thanks uh, for calling in. Today's show. Perfect timing as usual. It's all about right, timing, good. my friend. So, it took you twenty fucking years to get it together, but that's okay. It's I know, dude. Same know, as everybody, it's just, all of us. All there of was us. some. Just, there was some disastrous fucking. There was some. You, you gotta, you know, life is filled with peaks and valleys. Nothing, right. There's nothing better than a good comeback. So, <laughs> I'll leave you with that, my friend. All right, peace. Take care, man. All right, peace. Bye. And we had uh, we had a full show. There you go. Boom. That was that's how it rolls. You never know who's going to be on the Adam Dunn show. Could Boom. be. King of bullshit himself, Jason Pinsky, could be uh, informative stuff of guys like named Todd. We hope, <laughs> but it's, but the guy from Coastal, that's a brain. And if James would have called in, we would have had all sorts of other news. But I guess he's uh, being held up, uh, arrested in North Carolina. Maybe I don't know. Mm. The border. He's at the border, man. Gotcha. Never stop at the gas station, bro. And mm-hmm. near the border, you got to keep going. You got to get in the middle. They always hang out with those bordered things. Go watch out. Um, Thanks for listening. Went a little over time, but that's always, uh, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing, right? A couple couple extra minutes. Nope. Uh, We'll talk next week. I think we're going to have a big three-hour power hour phone, crazy, everything. We'll see. Maybe nothing, but I think we will. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a part. Pate. And then um, I think we're going to have Crockett on maybe the week after that. And a few other people. We're actually going to start to get a little bit of a schedule and actually know who's going to be on. Maybe. But, you know, those, those things are always – I, I kind of like the not knowing. It's, it's yeah, part it's of It's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of kind of random. I'm used to that. It's a little bit ner- nerve-wracking when you don't have anything figured out at, like, yeah. you know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 2.30. Yeah, one thirty, two thirty. Hey. Maybe we could do a show on this. But uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions of shows you want to see, obviously there was a thread started by James that was basically asking that, which is cool. We got some some feedback there. But if you got any more and you want to send it to info at Adam Dunn Show, and we'll check it out. And I want a big shout out to my beautiful wife Cece, who had her 40th birthday yesterday, and had a good old time going out to that taco spot. Happy birthday! And then uh, little Nick, who is on his last week of preschool major 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 stuff major stuff yeah last week and then he's gonna graduate on well graduate he's gonna leave <laughs> there I'm gonna graduate <laughs> officially but I, I know that goes yeah he's gonna come on his birthday 29th and then we have a big birthday going on down south at the farm with Ace also shout out down there with Andy and Sonny Sweet. and shout out to Joel and uh, yeah 
for anybody out there, all the fans, all the fans, the fans, Chat gang. all the people who listen to the show, and uh, anybody new, go back and listen to some old stuff if you want to hear some. We got lots of shows on serious shit. We got lots of shows on a bunch of bullshit, but we got lots of shows. So just go check out some of the old archives, and we'll see you guys next week with the three-hour party hour. Party. Oh, yeah. whoop, whoop. Peace out. Peace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.